Welcome to a special 4th of July edition on the 5th of July of the Wrestling Booking Unit. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye, what's going on, man? How are you? I uh, I don't get a rock any merch tonight. I haven't slayed any Loch Ness monsters for the right to carry around merch, and so... I uh, I don't have merch and uh, but I am excited. We have a couple of special guests tonight, and so mm-hmm. that's exciting. Maybe we move to Mondays more often if we have special yeah, guests. Maybe maybe that's if we fun. can get these these special guests. We also will be joined by JLB, but he apparently was too caught up in some some other sport. I think I think it's called hockey or something like that, and so he's running a little bit late. It's July. There's no ice anywhere. Yeah, why would anyone play that sport in July? Stupid. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, 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 stupid. But um, we are um, the only wrestling podcast on the planet doing a special 4th of July edition on the 5th on of the July 5th. because we, I don't know. Because we were do doing stuff on the 4th. Yeah, we're too busy blowing shit up. Yeah. That's I mean, what we do in America. JLB did it like on Thursday. Yeah, because I'm sure they didn't blow too much shit up there. And if they did, they apologized. Oh, Canada, to, like, oh, sorry, trash can for blowing you up. Oh, 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 sorry. So, funny story. My son yesterday, um, we're doing the little ground balloon flowers and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he's he's eight now, so he with extreme supervision, he does get the ability to to light off fireworks. Um, he did a ground bloom flower and he decided that he was going to set it inside the tube from his parachutes. I feel I may have a pyro on my hands if I don't watch carefully. Yeah. <laughs> I think all young yeah, boys that can, are... That can get out of hand pretty quickly, but yeah. the problem is by the time you notice it getting out of hand, it's, it's already out of hand. <laughs> well, I, I, I cut it off pretty hard yesterday, but... Uh... <coughs> Yeah. So, but uh, you know, we I I got a three year old. We went to go see the fireworks, one of the fireworks displays in the town that, in here in Omaha, and um, I was very impressed with how well she handled it. Because at three years old, there's kind of two ways they can go. They can either enjoy them, or you know, oh, it's scary, or they can just be all in it. And she was all in it. She liked to see it. And we weren't super close, but we were still close enough that you could like feel them. Here, so she enjoyed the crap out of it. But so, cool. Hey, here we go. JLB! Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Recovering from that hockey game. I am indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. How, they how came was back. your candidate day, bud? Uh, it was good. It was all right. Didn't really do much, to be honest with you. <laughs> you didn't blow shit up? No. Did you guys blow well, stuff up for Canada Day? I mean, I guess we kind of do. It's just this year was kind of weird because of the whole deaths that were found across Canada, a bunch of unmarked graves with the natives and all that. So a lot of people didn't really do much for Canada Day. There was kind of more of a mourning kind of thing due to that. So, You know, I appreciate where you're coming from, but fr- frankly, if America called off 
celebrating Fourth of July for every time we found out about some atrocity that we did to the natives around here, uh, we'd probably oh, never sure. celebrate it. Yeah. yeah, we'd <laughs> never blow shit up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. It seems, seems like every other day we realized that we were really shitty think, to the natives here. I, and I, I, I think it's somewhat different in the sense that you guys were just full on like, "Hey, we did this, we did that." So it's maybe a different thing. Whereas us, it was kind of like, hey, everyone's equal, everyone's this, everyone's that. You know, we're kind of... Except for these people that we killed. <laughs> exactly. And I get it. The whole foundation of any country really being born is killing destroying off another... Previous. Destroying, you know, yeah. No, no, I get it. You know, in, in many ways, uh, America, we're kind of like supervillains with our ability to... To, to attack the natives here and and uh right we 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 didn't seem to i mean we're like here have some smallpox blankets they gave um, us <laughs> corn and cotton we gave them smallpox and alcoholism mm-hmm. yeah Straight and up. and little tiny pieces of land that we slowly whittled away into even smaller pieces of land wait there's oil <laughs> there hold on yes you remember this part we gave you uh we found oil on it so we want it back Hey, you remember this part? We told you we have destroyed. We're going to carve faces of our pre- past presidents on it. <laughs> yeah. But before we got too politi- political, let, we, there. I mean, so Smarks and I actually talked a little bit before the show that mm. this is really rough to do right after a raw. It really um, I'm going to guess we're going to be crime heavy, except for the guy who came from from a hockey game. So mm-hmm. right, was it that bad? Um, yeah, the right, the, the word, word writing was the matches yeah. were terrible. The work rate was not terrible. It, there were, if, I mean, I saw there. the Riddler, but. I saw the Riddler AJ match. I thought that was nice. Riddler. The Riddler. Wow. Riddle me this. Riddler. Yes. Riddle me this. Riddle. Excuse me. David, David, Riddle me this, AJ. Riddle me this. <laughs> what is small yet powerful and wait though. Um, no, yeah. The thing is, I mean, there there were matches like that. I mean, Riddle sold the crap out of being injured, right? right. And so, but then there was also uh, a scene. The uh, Fabe kind of referenced it earlier, where um, Drew McIntyre explained the history of the sword that launches his pyro and and how it comes right. from from the Loch Ness monster and slaying Nessie and being gifted. It was, it was bad. Yeah, it was it bad. bad. And then, it was, and I mean, then, it wasn't Drew's delivery. It was just who wrote this garbage. Yes. Okay. And then, because I'm saying Drew could probably pull it off, but it still sounds stupid. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it was like it was bad. they had Charlotte come out to uh, uh, give like a medical a update on her her thing, and then they had had yeah. Uh, the crutch duel where they <laughs> sword fought with crutches and here's the deal is um as a former theater nerd myself who took stage combat lessons um you should never have two people sword fight if they haven't been trained on how to stage sword fight because it really looks dumb when they're just randomly swinging Right things. I mean, it it looks so so obvious that they're swinging to hit the other crutch rather than hitting the person. You know, right. it's okay. Okay, now we're swinging up. We're we're both swinging to meet up here, and then we're swinging to meet down here. And then you swing, and I jump back, and then I swing, and you jump back, and 
it looks really, really bad. So, um, and yeah, the whole thing was, was uh, you know, Charlotte was faking it. So Rhea came out faking an injury as well. So they could both be faking injuries. Um, and then she took Charlotte's crutch or knocked Charlotte's crutch away. And, and oh, Charlotte was faking it the whole time. Oh, geez. Right. We should tell you that both of us have booked a special guest, yes. former wrestler for yeah. each of us. Yep. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna episode. you're gonna get the chance to meet some a couple of your heroes mm-hmm. tonight. Yes, true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. <laughs> I do not believe any of you. Fifth of July. Fifth of July, buddy. It's, 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 it's damn true. We were able to book our books. American heroes will be on. <laughs> I don't uh, know where you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't I, I get what you're referencing, but I am not buying this in one bit. Right. So <laughs> um before we get into anything, this is the time that I always take time out to uh remark that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network. So head over to tatnisco.com, uh click on the link in the doobly-doo. For um, the tatnusco.com, you can check out all the other shows on the network and uh, give them a follow and let them know that we sent you. Um, there's also going to be, uh, wherever you're watching this, whether you're watching our special 5th of July live stream on YouTube or Facebook, um, or listening to us on a regular podcast uh, platform, whatever, make sure to subscribe to it, click the like, share button, share it with your friends if you're on you need social media is watching our live stream or the replay of it. Click that like button next to it because it helps the algorithm there. Give us that thumbs up. Um, and you can follow us on all the social media. I'm at Raw and Order WBU. We'll go over all of the social media. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, I mean, you can't see it all. It's, well, that's the start this of it, layout. There we go. There, there it is. The whole thing right there. I'm yeah. never going to get used to this. <laughs> yeah. It goes backwards. You have to point in one direction when you want to. So you point over here. In that way. In that way. Yeah. Damn it. Nope. Not doing it. Let's move on. (laughs) But we will go ahead and move on to the actual crimes today. And um, I always open it up for the others to to, uh, volunteer to go first if they'd like to. I'm ready to start my crime if they'd rather me go first, though. I'm going to give you an opportunity yeah. here, JLB. If you no, I, I think I'm good. I'm still kind of thinking. There's a lot of bullshit that happened this week, so okay. Well, then week. I will so start I, us off. I, I can go if you want. Okay, either way. Okay, so um, I, I've been I've been blessed and cursed at the same time um, to have a lot going on in life, and I and I hadn't been able to watch as much wrestling as I'd hoped I would. Um, I, I was texted a really great article today about a really great storyline that's been told very long term. And then I watched Raw. And it was my reminder that long-term storytelling only happens in NXT for WWE. Um, because, again, we mentioned earlier everything from, from I don't know, uh, uh, 
Drew McIntyre. I mean, the Drew McIntyre storyline could last a year. And what are they doing? They have him go after the money in the bank. They've got Kofi going after the title, which I, I feel like is a, hey, who beat Kofi faster with Brock? I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's what's coming here. And I, that's really going to piss me off if that's what it is. Um, and so I... I, I my my concern is now even the verbiage on promos is being written poorly. Whatever you do, if you're a WWE main roster wrestler, do not take a prop. Under any uncertain circumstances, do not take a prop. No matter what it is, I don't care if it's a gas mask or a plunger, which was Moxley's major concern why he went with gas mask versus plunger. Mm-hmm. Um, or right now, what I thought until tonight was a really cool prop for Drew McIntyre. I still liked the black leather jacket better, the the Scottish psychopath setup better. But I understand that they kind of want him to be a face here. Um, just don't take a prop because you're going to get landed with just the dumbest promo where you either have to take a shot in the butt or you have to talk about your ancestor's battle with Nessie, and that ends up being your battle with Nessie uh, in real life to get the the Loch Ness monster's tooth to turn into a sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. What happened to the days where our special guest could come in and do a pipe bomb and just have an incredible, an incredible promo? Oh, look, it's an appearance by our first special guest. (laughs) It is CM Punk. (laughs) I knew it was going to be something stupid like that. (laughs) There's another one coming, bud. (laughs) I have a medal somewhere. (sighs) No, (laughs) it's damn true. It's going to be... All I can say is that when you get an opportunity to be on raw and order, the cream rises to the top, buddy. <laughs> All I can say, but right now we're talking about promo skills that were like this guys mm. instead of, and again, this is what happens when you get a prop. It's crap. Yes. But it's that a, prop was not joke. that prop was not gifted to you from be- besting Nessie and Loch Ness. And, no, it was gifted yeah. to me by my son not using this punk and me having a sharpie yes. before the show. It was, it was gifted <laughs> to you in a pack of ten for fifteen cents. Uh, when I feel like that's out. the amount of thought process that goes into these, though some of these promos, like seriously, I did that in pre-show, and I showed up for pre-show. What four minutes before we started, Smarks? Uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe closer to maybe eight. eight. But yeah, yeah. So less than ten minutes. I came up with our special guest, which is as good as the Loch Ness monster story, if not at least more funny. <laughs> Definitely more funny. I didn't watch the promo, and I honestly maybe I'll check it out on YouTube or something. I don't well, even know if I want to give them the likes though. I'm, so. Yeah, I I think the the big thing is what we're seeing with that promo is an example, and I'm betting I'm betting money that will turn on uh, Twitter tomorrow, and there will be reports from Dave Meltzer that that 
Vince McMahon came in an hour before the show and ripped up most of the script and they had to rewrite it all from scratch. And that that's what this is an example of an example of something that they may have written a better version. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon decided that it wasn't good enough for him. And so kicked it to the curb and then they came up with this shit. Um, you know, and the sad thing is, yeah, the sad thing is they're, they're trying. The problem is they're trying to do some long-term storylines, not nearly as long-term as the one that I think you're referencing, uh, from the article, but, but they're trying to, because I mean, this storyline they're doing with, uh, Drew McIntyre is spanning the better part of this year. You know, he lost the belt to the Miz after Bobby Lashley came in and interfered. Well, not interfered, but came in and destroyed him after uh, the Elimination Chamber. And he's been trying to get it back. And then he lost the final match that he could have with Bobby Lashley. Um, So now he's going after the money in the bank because that's going to be his ticket to getting another match with Bobby Lashley or at the very least being at the head of the line for... Uh, whoever finally beats Bobby Lashley, which I mean, is not even technically great storytelling. Building no, it's, because it's, it's it's bad storytelling, but it's attempted long term. That's all I'm I saying. Don't, I don't think it you, is. I don't think it is. is you occasionally get a s- script like this. That's what happens. Occasionally, you have an episode that you put out where you talk about things like a sword, or um, if you want a pipe bomb then write a pipe bomb. If you want a good promo, then let them write a good promo. Don't talk about Loch Ness Monster with your sword. Don't talk about... I mean, they had a good promo the week before with with Kofi lighting up Lashley, just lighting Mm -hmm. him up. The problem is that that's not going to go anywhere. And we know it's not going to go anywhere because we know right now that... Brock has either already agreed or is in talks with WWE to have that match at SummerSlam. So, so either have a better, have better kayfabe where you're holding on to your information better, which is going to be impossible under the current circumstances or write the shit better. And that's kind of what I was getting at. They're trying to do some long-term storytelling. The Charlotte versus Rhea, that's happened over the course of the last two pay-per-views now. You know, really um, that one's a year and a half. And if they if they and, but they have it, to, yeah, they have it goes to back the all the way to last year's WrestleMania. WrestleMania you know, so but yeah, they have to connect the thread. But but their writing of it is shitty. And that's the problem yes. is they they're attempting to do long-term storytelling without investing in the long-term storytelling and that's where the problem is um and we i'm sure we'll talk later about the the focus of the article we talked about um because that's a a good example of long-term storytelling and and whether they 100 planned it that way or not there's every chance that they lucked into some parts of this storytelling i doubt it because it seems so cohesive through the entirety of that story but but there's a chance that some of it wasn't exactly planned, but but happened by accident. Well, there's there's at least one part of it that that 
seemingly yeah, happened COVID, by accident. COVID for sure was by accident. Well, COVID was for sure by accident. And then, and there then was, Brody Lee's death was by accident. Brody Lee's death, yes. Yeah. So so to so the story, long-term storytelling is the Hangman Page um, story in AEW. How it's been literally two years in the making. It's been since the start of the company. Hangman Page lost the first match for the heavyweight belt, the world championship, to Chris Jericho. And his uh, confidence was broken. And he started drinking. And he started having fallouts with the, the rest of the elite. And, uh, you know, and we, we could go through all the steps on it. Um, or, you know, I, I can tell you it's uh, the... The article, it's not really even so much an article. It's a recap of it uh, that a guy on Twitter put together. And uh, the guy's name, if you can find him, is Chris Brosnahan. So just go to Twitter and look up Chris Brosnahan. You can find it there. But he does this brilliant you know, takedown of the whole thing. right? And it's all about him, him losing confidence in himself. He uh, gets the tag team uh, with... Uh, Kenny Omega, and they're the tag team champions for a while, but they have to face off with the Young Bucks. Um, and then FTR gets in there and, and uses him, um, right. and they lose the tag belt, and Kenny Omega turns on him, and his whole whole world is shaken by this. And then there's a tournament for the number one contender for the world championship, and the final match in that tournament was Hangman Page versus... Kenny Omega, and he can't beat Kenny Omega there. And he loses there, and he's distraught, and he goes into drinking even more. And this is where they luck out a little bit. They had started this program earlier of the Dark Order trying to get Hangman Page to sign. Um, right. But the the luck part, and I, I don't even want to use the word luck. Luck isn't the right word for it. But well, the way that... Unlucky. Yeah, it's unlucky, but it worked out well for the storyline was the unfortunate death of Brody Lee because that turned the Dark Order from heels to faces. Um, and I, I even remember after the Brody Lee tribute thing, I said uh, on this very show, they're going to have to have the Dark Order be faces, at least for the time being, because there's too much yeah. goodwill built up towards that. They've got Brody Lee Jr., uh, as negative one, their new air quotes leader. Um, they've got all this. They're, they're too much a fan favorite now. They're going to have to be faces for the time being. And because of that, that set up the most recent part of this uh, story, which was the Dark Order uh, coming out last week on Dynamite and issuing a challenge to Kenny Omega in Hangman's stead, right? For Hangman. That was really and, cool. Yeah. And then after, you know, the, even Kenny Omega said he wouldn't like he, you making the challenge for him. And they go backstage and he comes and he, he goes after him. He's like, why did you say that for me? Well, you know, whatever that what, you, what, you think I'm afraid to do it. And they're like, you're not afraid to face Kenny Omega. You're afraid of failure. But we believe in you. And see, they couldn't do that if they were the heel team, the heel group right now. But then being a face group with him, they can be that support group for him, that family that he lost when when the elite kind of fell apart for him. 
Um, and that's good long-term storytelling that lasted over two years now. Um, the, and the, well the biggest written. key is that you can easily see the common thread. Yes. Um, we'll call it the golden thread. So anytime something's made, there's got to be that in a, in, in a long-term storyline. Um, the uh, really good example of an of a of quite well, I, what I think is the longest running cinematic series in history is the entirety of the Avengers series has these four common threads that have to go through all the shows, or at least one of them has to be in all the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get woven together in this beautiful long-term story that some people hated the end and some people loved the end. And at the end of the day, it wrote a movie and that's what it did. The only ones that even came close were star Wars. (laughs) And that actually took a longer timeline to build. Um, But the common thread was always there. Mm -hmm. That golden thread was always there. I see the storyline with Rhea and Charlotte, but I'm also a podcaster who who really likes women's wrestling, who 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 thinks WWE puts out one of the best products in the world on women's wrestling, and unfortunately thinks that his best friend's mark out for AEW is the only good product in men's wrestling right now. Um, so I see the ability. Shut up! I see the ability <laughs> for that thread to be there, and then they don't write it. They just don't write. I mean, all it would take is Rhea to be like, you know what? I, t- I had to take dang near a year off to learn how to how to be like you so that I could beat you. I now know you better than you think I know you. In fact, mm-hmm. I probably know you better than you know you. Yeah. And well, that could have happened tonight. And it didn't. Well, part of the thing, you know, what's missing from the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte feud, to be perfectly honest is a little bit of separation, right? Um, What works so well about the Hangman Page, Kenny Omega storyline is they faced each other. They were tag team partners. They faced each other in one match and Kenny Kenny Omega won, Hangman Page lost. And then they haven't been facing each other. There have been hints at it. They've dropped little signs here and there, both on being the elite and on AEW. They've had Hangman, you know, continue to win matches and all of this stuff, but they've kept them apart, even though they were building to this. We knew they were building to this. Yeah. We've said on, on this show multiple times, if you go back over the last year, we've said before that uh, Hangman Page is probably going to be the one who beats Kenny Omega for the belt, right? Right. Ever since Kenny Omega got the belt, we're like, it, they're building up to Hangman Page being the one who takes it from him, Right. But they hadn't had a match. The last time they faced each other in a singles match was the tournament before Kenny Omega won the belt. That's it. And they've kept them separate. You don't have to have people constantly fighting each other to sell your feud, right? And And so it was messed up because it was also, they made me realize that while listening or watching that promo last week. And it was brilliantly done because I didn't need a recap from the announcers or anything like that. Because they literally did it. Uh Well, because it existed. But what if I don't? I didn't remember from two years ago. I knew of it, but as the Dark Order was out and they had mentioned that, 
it clicked into me like, oh, because of everything that they were saying during that whole segment, it made you realize it without spoon feeding it to you. In a I also want to you know, rem- like, remind you what this guy used to do. And that is, he didn't have to recap. He built your research into the market. Right. He made you want to go look that shit up. Right. And that could also happen. Tonight, we had to hear about the history between Jinder Mahal and 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 Drew McIntyre. After Drew McIntyre st- talked about his stupid sword, which, again, I liked <laughs> the prop until now. Um, and, and then we had to hear about the history between the two and that they were both once in a group called 3MB and this was a three-man band and now they're one-man band and Jinder left and came back and then Drew left and came back and the whole the sword event became the the whitehead on Jinder's back knee of this storyline writing like mm. that's the crap it was and that's not to dog on Jinder for his back knee, but you're doing drugs, dude. We know it. Anyway, <laughs> steroids. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it, it, or did. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what is that? Was that what? the Loch Ness Monster? It might have been. What was that noise? What know. did you hear? It could be a mix between, oh. I don't know. Oh. I'm not it sure. They are like, filming. Uh, they are filming a movie oh, yeah. in back of my house. They're, so they're, they're, you, wasn't it the Transformers next Transformers movie? You said, yeah. They're filming the next Transformers movie outside his house, so it could be that they're doing that, dude. I was gonna say, it sounded like a Fast and Furious car drove by. Uh, or I mean, it could have just been some random Montrealer fucking going ape shit down the street too. Could just fucking well Bumblebee. Bumblebee just made it an appearance on our on our. Show, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a third special guest for this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we still don't know who the other one is, but no. I, I was wondering, I, I was wondering what that was, how they were gonna do. Their, I'm guessing we're just gonna see guys with green suits on, and then they'll do the Transformers part, obviously in studio with CGI. But I was like, I wonder if they'll have a model robot or something, just to kind of. <laughs> no, but yeah, my bad. Not wrestling. No, my won't. bad. They won't. No, just guys anyway. with green suits on. I don't even know if they'll do that. Yeah, I mean, literally, they might not have anyone there; just have people staring at. Yeah. Okay. Because um, because any anything where there's eye contact, it's always one on one, so they can actually draw the CGI to match the eye contact. Yeah. So sometimes for eye contact, literally, they have like a tennis ball on a pole, where they just hold. Yeah, because it would have to be really ball. high. Uh-huh. It have to be really tall for. Just hold the tennis ball up there on a pole so that. Someone can look at the tennis ball and and see it, and it looks like they're looking at eye contact. I don't know. I'm trying to find that. Someone put up a thread today. Uh, it was a Reddit thread of just talking about Hangman Page. Uh, someone had collected all of the Hangman Page um, lower thirds from from his entrances over the course of this last year, and they're epic. So I'm trying to see if I can find the link to it again. Did anything happen with Alexa? Uh, She wrestled in a match. It was a uh, four-on-four tag match. Uh, Okay. Because it was 
Or was it three on? No, it was four on four because it was. Uh, trying to remember who all was. It was Eva Marie, Dewdrop, and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus uh, Nikki Cross. Uh, Super Nikki. Yeah, yeah, Nick, Nikki. Ash or something. Ash, yeah. What's her new name? Um, Naomi and... <laughs> this is so random. Okay. I can't remember who the third person and was. And Shayna, I guess? Uh, Shayna was on, of course, on the other side, you know, with Nia Jax. So Nia Jax, Dewdrop, uh, Shayna, and, and Eva Marie. Maybe, maybe Eva Marie wasn't actually in the match, technically. I don't remember. And uh, Alexa Bliss. On the other side, anyways. Um, but it was uh, it was I don't know, bad. I don't even remember if <laughs> if Alexa really got much in on it. Um, okay. so it was just Ryan Dem. It wasn't anything crazy. Dewdrop obviously well, didn't leave Eva yet. Yeah, it no it was there to thing. set up Eva Marie taking credit for the win in the end, even though she had nothing to do with it. Dewdrop looking powerful. Um. Uh, maybe setting up eventually a Dewdrop and Nia Jax uh, either program against each other or tag team because they did do some tag team moves together. Um, so maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, that was basically it. It was nothing much there. You you bring up sure. a really good point though when you say Alexa because maybe I need to reword that from that golden thread to being... Um, Right now, we're getting a lot of paper, paper yarn. I don't know how else to say this in terms of these threads of these storylines they're telling. Um, and I'd really like to see a good, solid chain that goes through some time. Right. Um, because, truthfully told, the the fiend or the symbiote or whatever the hell they're they're telling with that storyline in the long run should be that. But it's kind of crumbling on a regular basis. It crumbled at hell in the cell. It crumbled at other places. So. Anyway, that's my crime, is making the thread connect. Connect the stories. They're there. Just find a way to connect them in your writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's I think, Without you know, like commentators being the one who's connected. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, so much of it is, I, you know, if you're going to have like Drew McIntyre be chasing the championship. He lost the match. He can't face Bobby Lashley now. Now he's going to go after Money in the Bank or whatever. That's fine. Whatever. Don't be so overt about it. Have it be something else. This is the time to keep them separate so that you can then later come back to bringing them together. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, you can so even keep... have a feud with Jinder. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That's the deal. Let's have him go off with this feud. Have him go off with a couple other feuds, you know, just all he has to do is every once in a while in a promo say, "Listen, I've still got my eyes on on that championship." That's yeah. it, right? I still haven't forgiven or forgotten what Bobby Lashley did to me. That's it. That's all you have to do. Um, uh, I, I, I guess, have. I actually have high hopes for the feud because Ginger stole the sword tonight. It's going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. It's going to be poorly written, <laughs> but yeah, I have high hopes for it. But I was one of the few people who actually enjoyed Jinder's run because he was so hated as a heel and it was genuine heat. People were like, you shouldn't fucking be a champion. So, <laughs> yeah. 
No, he but, was good. He just got kind of, I don't know, just stale. It's I don't know if I'd call him good. Stale. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call him good. But it wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. Randy it's Orton, a- you also get to forever be known as the guy who lost to gender for the title. <laughs> Randy's fine with that. Well, who knows where please? Randy is? Wherever you are. Love you, bro. <laughs> that I saw. Yeah, I was to like, the bro, sky. He's not dead. He's not, he's dead. not dead, Red Riddle. <laughs> but so uh, we're going to go ahead and close that book and move on to the next next crime. Do you want to go, JLB? You want me to go? I guess I'll go. Um, okay. So it's hard for me to kind of. The only thing that's really popping in my head right now is the fact that. Okay, yes, we got Zelina Vega show up on SmackDown. I was semi-excited. I was like, oh, Zelina's back. And then I instantly got disappointed. Like, Zelina, why did you decide to come back? I'm guessing this contract was done even before Alistair left. And it was set uh, in stone sort of deal. No. Alistair Black, no. uh, specifically on his live, said the contract wasn't, the, uh, the details weren't even worked out until the day of her return. And she didn't know that she was going to be showing up on SmackDown until right after signing the contract sort of a thing. So it it took a lot longer to work it out. Um, here's, oh. here's the deal. It's, she came back. There's one reason she came back, and it's green, and it's about this big, you know. Uh, it's got a number on it, <laughs> and he, she's getting a lot of them. That's why she came back. Do we know how much it is? Deal. No, we don't know anything about it. Um, but the simple fact is, I would prefer if you quit talking about my penis on air. Yeah, your <laughs> penis. Your, I I said this big, not this big. I said this no, big. Um, you win. Know. Yeah. Uh, green, green was the funny part of that. Just yeah. so everybody knows. That, that just reminds me. I I don't know if either of you guys ever watched New Girl. Uh, but there's a scene in I New did. Girl that is. Absolutely, one of my favorites in the it's in the first season. There's a scene where uh, 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 the main girl Jess sees Nick's penis, right? And there's a scene later where one of the other roommates is, is all angry because he's never seen his best friend's penis, and so she's she's like, so 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 he's like, okay, okay, I you, you just tell me when, just tell me when, I'll just just like just like really, <laughs> are you serious? Are you no 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 wait no wait no I'm gonna start I'm gonna start again I'm gonna start again really really <laughs> no, no. So, but it's in reverse it's in really <laughs> good lord anyways um no yeah from from what he said um she just signed I don't know if it was I guess that day or the day before right but. It was right before that, and that's why they couldn't say anything about it because the details wouldn't work, weren't worked out at all. Um, that's the only way to keep things secret, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They couldn't d- deny it because it was uh, it talks were happening, and the simple fact is, <clears throat> we know for a fact that AEW went after her. So for her to go back for, to WWE, it's got to either be dollar dollar bills, or that they or worked out. Well, championships, but even then, you you think yeah. AEW didn't say you'll be women's champion at some point? Yeah, 
Uh, or yeah, creative. It, it would be creative of some type. Yeah, creative control maybe. But the bigger thing is either that or uh, WWE backed down and said things like, "We'll let you continue to have your Twitch channel. We'll let you continue to have your OnlyFans or whatever." You know, gave in to some of her Whoa, bigger what? demands. That she's got an OnlyFans. I don't. Yeah, but she's, don't she's, don't she's get not too excited though. about it. Yeah. It is. It is a like perfectly safe for work. Wow, yeah, but it's it's really it was her way of in run around when she couldn't have her Twitch channel anymore. And she created an OnlyFans channel because Twitch uh, was on the n- not approved list, but OnlyFans was not. So she right. created the OnlyFans because she could. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, sorry, but. Uh, to your talking about it. the biggest thing is they bring her back. It's this big surprise, and then immediately have her lose to Liv Morgan. And don't get me wrong, I love Liv Morgan. I no, love but Liv it's Morgan. still think, ridiculous. But it's still ridiculous to have her bring come back with such fanfare. Announce that she is the next, the new contestant in the Money in the Bank, uh, and then have her lose, and then have her lose, and lose fast too. It was a short match. And she lost, and that's probably the most off-putting. Well, and what's also maybe because she hasn't been on camera in a while or whatever. But like, I felt her promo work wasn't even that great. Like, you weren't that badass heel that I remember you being with Andrade. You were kind of more. I mean, unless she just plays it into a more of a a blonde heel, if you will, like a very dumb blonde heel, or Carmella esque, wow. I guess. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, you know what I mean. I, oh, I think that's at JLB420. Oh, Real Jesus. Talk Radio is the brand. Yeah. Just, I, just cancel I, me already, I guess. Whatever. You know what I'm I mean? I'm going to go so far as to say I think it more has to do with we've never seen her promoting herself in WWE. True. True. She was always okay. a manager for someone else. And so she was always living off promoting that person's whatever. Um, And while, yes, she did in uh, Impact Wrestling before she came to, uh, back when it was called TNA, but uh, before she came to WWE, gave some of her own promos. It was a totally different character than she had. So this is the first Zelina Vega being her own spokesperson that we've seen. Um, You know, as an AEW mark, I'll be the first to admit that. I'm sad that she didn't come to AEW. Um, sure. However, I'm I'm happy she went someplace we're going to be seeing her. You know, here's, True. here's hoping that they treat her right and keep her in the spotlight. Um, I just It's just really puzzling to have her lose so quickly. Like, the problem you don't is if you have don't build her dunk. legitimately, she can't build other people legitimately. Mm-hmm. That's so, it. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to have them all build each other. Yeah. How, right are now, to, how are we supposed to? How are we supposed to expect her to be this dominant force in the Money in the Bank when she comes and loses to Liv Morgan in her first thing back? That's that fine. Say, quickly, not not losing, not just losing, mm-hmm. but losing quickly. Yeah. On so, a positive side. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> well, so what, what what we miss out on is is things like. The the I lost, but I lost by a, by the skin of my teeth, or or I was winning and um and 
not surprise roll up, but surprise finisher happens or um, something along those lines. Those types of things really help build lots of people. The problem right. in the women's WWE right now, not women's in NXT, but women's WWE is that they, the, the problem with women's NXT is they keep bastardizing it for women's WWE. The problem with women's WWE is that they bring them on, they fire them or <laughs> they, they don't properly build them. I mean, Rhea Ripley, we talked about it when she came back, didn't get a proper build. And then they put the title on title on her. Charlotte has had a proper build. That's why Charlotte is Charlotte. Um, and probably as unenjoyable as she's ever been right now, which I right. hate saying because she's right. such a consummate performer. Um, Bailey, is really well built right now, and they're not going to put a title on her because the only other person that's well built on her same product line is the champion. Mm -hmm. Right. Until um, they Sasha, bring Scarlett and Shotzi up from NXT and throw them in. Smackdown. Oh, okay. And they're going to bury their asses too. Yeah. Or Tegan. So, Tegan Knox had a dark match apparently on Raw. Yeah. I'm just yeah, happy to hear it, Tegan Knox is wrestling till, again. Yeah, she'll make yeah. it till another injury. Yeah. Oh, she's 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 going for a record number of ACL tears. I don't know what the record is, but she's going. The woman has torn her ACL more more than the ACL she has. Uh huh. Yep. That's. I mean, that's. I I I love Tegan Knox, and I mean, I love Tegan Knox. I think well, she's yeah. fantastic. But um, her shiniest wizard is is. Very enjoyable to see. She sends that wizard four foot past the person's face, mm -hmm. um, or past the person's head. Sorry, yeah. um, it, it it is well, fantastic. And on but, top of it, she's got a ton of charisma. The problem is, if she's tearing her ACL so often, she needs to work on something with her delivery. Something with her style is putting her ACL at risk, right? Yes. And she needs to work on changing it so that it doesn't continue to put it at risk. Um, and I, the fact that she's gone through three of those ACLs, um, makes me, uh, skeptical that she's putting in the work to change that, whatever it is. Right. It changed. Definitely not learning from her mistakes. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and, and again, that's not dogging on her by any No, it's not. No. She's, she's a great performer. But that's so, the deal. Like I said, I, I heard that they, they were doing dark matches for Scarlett Bordeaux, for Shotzi Blackheart. As for Tegan Knox, with the intention of bringing them all up, um, if they're anything like the um, dark match that Karrion Cross did, it'll end up on main event this weekend, right? Um, and then we'll get to watch it and say, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Were you talking about that or what he was doing? In his, in well, his a little bit of both. But did did you get to watch the main event entrance for Karrion Cross? I did. I watched it on YouTube. It's, that was very boring and dull. I'm it, like, bro, you really looked, need that smoke. And, yeah. uh, and it your looked like Wish.com carrying cross. It's like, <laughs> you know, you ordered it from Wish.com and, and here it showed up. Because he comes in yeah. and he, you know, no Scarlet Bordeaux because they're going to separate them, which is fine. Scarlet Bordeaux is, is a talented enough wrestler on her own that she can do that. Um, and but so you that's can't fine. have them together. Yeah, and still you one hundred percent exactly. Um, she can even with, do the same entrance for her. Uh -huh. But no, no, mm. her running around and doing her thing. No smoke. 
uh, no extra lights, flashy lights, and all that stuff. It's just he came walking in, walked down to the ring, did his little poses in the ring, and he looked like, you know, no-name jobber number three. I feel um, like his promo skills aren't that great, though, right? And I think that's maybe one of You the shut issues. your damn mouth. I love his promo skills. I've loved his I've loved his promo skills since his impact wrestling. Yeah, days. this is the second time you've said that very, very wrong statement. Yeah. You're good. You just don't have you just don't have the carrying cross love, and we get it. That's fine. You know. All right. I mean, doesn't he just kind of just yell and act stupid? Like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I mean, I I don't remember Scar. Again, that's at Real Talk Radio him. 8. Yeah. <laughs> but send me all the hate i'll take it all and then i'll hate you for it because that's what i do but yeah no i i don't know what they're doing with zelina vega and i mean maybe they're setting and, up a, a storyline over the next two weeks where zelina vega is in the money in the bank and Liv morgan isn't and Liv morgan starts to say well i beat her twice or three times or whatever why am i not in the money in the bank or um I don't know. Maybe they're building a storyline out of I mean, that. But. I mean, essentially, I guess the long-term storyline that I've really kind of noticed they've been building, which I guess isn't really that long, is the whole Omos and um, Viking Raiders thing happening. Clearly, they're doing something with that, and that's kind of whatever. They haven't made it too stupid yet. And um, the, the, the Liv Morgan thing. Liv Morgan doing that is pretty good. She's standing up for herself. But I feel like, once again, like WWE fashion, they're just going to just ruin it by just making her do the same thing every week for the next two months. It's not going to be a money in the bank situation. It's just going to be like, well, I want to I want to challenge you for that briefcase and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to hope I'm going to say this right now. I hope I'm wrong with this prediction. Uh, I really do, but I think uh, I think Liv Morgan is fired within the next six months. They don't have anything for her. They don't know what to do with her. They don't have an idea. They've already fired all of her tag team partners. And, um, her, and her ex-girlfriend. Um, and, yeah, Who's and, and her, her boyfriend, her live-in boyfriend, Bo Dallas. Her real-life boyfriend, yeah. yeah. Oh, snap. Bo her ex-girlfriend so was Lana. Yes. Duh. Right. But but like you know, almost everyone who's been in a major port program with her as a ally or as a foe is no longer with the company. And and they just don't know what to do with her. And she's super talented, but they literally don't know what to do with her. And, and to give an example, they brought her back before the Lana storyline. Remember, she was brought back with a new persona, this new and improved right. live. And it lasted like what, two months? And then she's basically back to the old live and back with the Ruby Riot Riot Squad back together again. And so now she's 180 back to that old persona. And then they pull the Riot Squad rug out from under her. And right. and now she's like, you know, and that's the thing. Is I just I hope I'm wrong because I don't want her to be out of work. I think she's a phenomenal talent and, and um, deserves a spot. But WWE doesn't know what to do with her. And then add in the fact that they're probably bringing – Scarlet Bordeaux up, probably bringing Shotzi Blackheart up, probably bringing Tegan Knox up. Um, at least two of those are going to end up on the SmackDown roster. 
Yeah, but then you'll just end up making them lose to the female version of Lucha House Party because that's what T-Bar and Mace just lost to on Raw that I saw. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I, I love me my Grand Metalik, okay? I love them in 205 Live. I thought he was dope. I still think he's phenomenal talent, but I am sorry. He's garbage on Raw. They clearly have not been doing anything since they started on Raw. But then you go and lose to T-Bar. You go and win against T-Bar and Mace. What are you doing? Um, I just want to point out that uh, Lucha House Party has been in WWE for, what, five years now? Six years no, now? And I only just tonight, just tonight, uh, found out that Lince Dorada means golden links. <laughs> well, nice. they said it. Oh, they said it. They said it on commentary, and I'm like, well, that... That I guess makes a ton of sense now. Why he's wearing a a cat mask? <laughs> um, sure, sure would have been nice for them to have explained this a couple years ago. Um, I, I, I got to be frank with you; they might have just never asked him, and then yeah, yeah they, they randomly did. They're like, "Oh, we can use this." <laughs> oh, Golden Links! Wow, why didn't you tell us this years ago? Like I did, I did. You never I asked did. though. Indeed. <laughs> oh man, T bar, T bar showed up, showed up in my Chevy. T bar is Dominic Dijakovic, right? Yes, right. Dominic How? Dijakovic. Like he was such phenomenal talent in NXT. The, this the is problem is. The problem is WWE missed their opportunity. When they disbanded Retribution, they had an opportunity for Dijakovic and uh, Dio Madden, and and they still have the opportunity with Mia Yim and uh, Shane Thorne to have them show up under their regular names and just wrestle under their regular names, right? And, and Christ, totally... Ali is getting a bigger push facing Mansoor. Then... But my point is, is, is then you just drop the retribution. The retribution gimmick failed miserably. You drop it, and you drop all reference, and you pretend like these people weren't ever part of it. These are all new people just called up from NXT. Um, and, and roll on with it. But they decided to continue with the same characters, Mace and T-Bar. And so it, it all comes down to if they... Uh, if Mia Yim shows up and they still call her Reckoning, I'm going to roll my eyes all the way to the back of my head and then around back to the front. Um, that's how far I'm going to roll my eyes. You better make it a TikTok because I want to see this I'm happen. I'm going to try my hardest. TikTok. It better be like Taker or No Bueno. But I, I used to be able to do the Taker. Rest <laughs> in um, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, can do the taker dainty walk up the stairs though. If I were wear a coat, I'm a lovely dainty princess. I like I'm a princess up the stairs. Anyways, but we just lost all credibility if we ever had <clears> anything <throat> again. Just lost no, no, I've mentioned the dainty princess. Undertaker, it takes me out of it every time he would come in. He'd have this badass interest, and then he'd, he'd get to the ring steps and he grabs his his little coat with his two little fingers and he pulls it up like this to walk up the 
the steps like a little dainty princess. And I'm just like, ah. And again, that's at Officer Mark Smarks or at Raw and Order WBU. If you if you go after Officer Mark Smarks, you're not going to get anything. No, nope. but at Raw and Order WBU, um, that will be your direct link to Mark Smarks. Oh yeah, come um, at me with this. Come on, Mark. Come at me, bro. Come at me, Mark at Calloway. Me. Yeah, he wants a tombstone. Me, he wants his Mark Calloway, face in your crotch while you do the tombstone. But anyway, was that is that the entirety of your crime? I, I guess Zelina. honestly, I, I felt like I had something crazier because I felt like there was a much more stupider thing that happened last week. But uh because SmackDown, I guess, was the most recent thing I've saw WWE related, I went with that. But uh I guess for now, maybe I might have a misdemeanor or something if I remember what it was. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to my crime. Wait, and before you do that, AEW goes to Mars to get more candy bars. WWE goes to Jupiter to get more... Stupider? Stupider? You're the one who said stupider, <laughs> and every time I hear the word stupider, I just think of that, that little joke from when we were kids. So, uh, <laughs> That's all my, crime, my crime's actually going to be a positive crime. Woo! This is gonna be. I, I'm. I'm. I'm choosing. Clearly, it's not AEW. Yeah. It's clearly oh, AEW it's, related. It's. 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 It's not not related to AEW, but it's not directly AEW. My crime is is uh, <laughs> celebrating the end of pandemic era wrestling. Okay. Today's Raw. Is the last raw <laughs> to take place in the Thunderdome? Oh snap! Okay. From now on, they're going to be in live with live crowds back on tour again. Last week's dynamite was the last dynamite to take place in the COVID Daily Center. This week's dynamite is live on tour again. Nice. All right, we are officially done with the main two pandemic era i don't know if impact's still doing it from the impact zone in nashville they might be i don't know um, were they i don't know touring before no they, they, were even... they they were touring some but they also they had a a setup um i want to say it was in florida that like it's a studio or something that was a studio but they had crowds come in and everything and right. their their pa impact pandemic one was no crowds so i'm hoping right. they're going back to crowds there I don't know what Ring of Honor's been doing. Uh, you couldn't here's see hoping. it. Couldn't see it. Yep, literally couldn't. Mm -hmm. um, but we're we're officially done with for the main two pandemic era wrestling, and mm -hmm. that's what I'm. I'm excited. I'm super stoked to look forward to this week's uh, Dynamite. In two days, we get to watch. Now, Dynamite's had crowds in effect, but this will be full crowds. For the first yeah. time on a dynamite, full crowds in almost 16 months. 15 months, right? Uh, and I'm super stoked. And and if there's one thing, one thing Double or Nothing taught us was how important crowds can be for a wrestling show. Um, and And that's very important. And not having them for so long has has hurt both WWE and AEW have struggled. With uh, well, I would have been super curious how they would have uh, interjected into that whole firework display, though. 
That would have been very interesting to have seen with crowds. Was that double or nothing? Maybe it was the one before. The Barbara Deathmatch. Oh, yeah. Um, that would have been uber interesting yeah, to see. With the it would have been very interesting to see how they would have done it before. Um, and so, and here's the deal is, you know, get some crowds back. We've mentioned before how uh, determining what characters are over and what characters are not when you uh, don't have crowds there is, is difficult. And I think it's going to sure. help WWE to be back to, to actually hearing crowds. Uh, I saw someone, uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone did an interview, of, like one of the former WWE wrestlers did an interview and mentioned how the uh, Thunderdome reactions were faked, were, were cultivated, I should say. And I saw a bunch of people responding, oh my, Thunderdome wasn't real? Oh my goodness. And I was like, I thought we covered this like six months ago. There was a big thing where someone was like, hey, I was just watching WWE Raw and I saw my own face on it and I'm not in the Thunderdome. I was in it two weeks ago and I saw my face. And we talked about it on this very show how, you know, they, they had... Uh, created a library of reaction shots that they could use and tailor the Thunderdome to however they wanted to, right? And right. so if they had a match with a bunch of faces in there and they wanted the crowds to look really hyped up for the faces, they could choose from this library of these are a bunch of face reaction shots that we can use. I thought we knew this. Uh, so it really surprised you. me. Not only did they have, did they reuse, Jesus, not only did they reuse previous footage, they also had fake superstars. Because if you remember, there was a screen cap of them, be of the commentator section, and you see like eight people in a row with raw t-shirts. And I'm like, there is no way anyone bought a raw t-shirt, let alone eight in a row here. Like, let alone random placement, put them all right, right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I get why you would do oh. that, but I'm like, who the hell buys a raw t-shirt? I 100% see enough people buying t-shirts that said raw, um, but that's 100% purposeful on WWE's spot to put them all together. Because they've got this, this database, they probably literally could just text search it and go raw t-shirt and bring up all of the people who are wearing a t-shirt that identified as a WWE raw t-shirt and then and said, okay, we're going to put those there. One, two, three, four, five, six. Boom. Um, pretty simple. I wonder if they have that. one that says Orange Took people. Orange Took. <laughs> uh, no, they, they're uh, American, so they would have said Orange Beanie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and probably, um, I'm probably the only dude with the Orange Took, so they don't really have to search they, it. They likely didn't have a lot of them. So. But the key <laughs> is, for, the, for them, is that they can actually eliminate the... the <laughs> AEW yeah. shirts on their programming well, and stuff. Yep, like that's that. the other thing is, yep. you know, there were enough people, especially remember the early Thunderdome. There were a lot of people working in pranks, working in just bad stuff. You know, remember mm -hmm. there was there was one time uh, someone put up a picture of Osama bin Laden. You know, there right. things like that, and uh, I think that's probably what spurned them to create this database i'm sure yeah is there like yeah, listen, I mean, you know, we, they we had can't that, risk that thing or whatever it was mm -hmm. yeah. yep we and can't some... risk that anymore so now let's start saving the ones we like we can start the ones we like we can 
uh, say good reactions, bad reactions. You know, this guy's doing thumbs down. This guy's doing thumbs up. Uh, so that was the deal. There, there was a point on this week's episode that behind someone as they were delivering a promo, and I can't even remember who it was, but they were delivering a heel promo. And behind them was a whole bunch of people going, ooh, ooh. And if you remember the early episodes of Thunderdome, the reactions weren't nearly that precise because there was a delay, right? Yeah, there was a lag. There was lag. And so um, so for the most part, you would see people. And for the most part, people were just excited to be on the Thunderdome, you know? Right. So um, the people in the background weren't actually reacting to what was happening on the screen. They were more reacting to the fact that they were on the Thunderdome and, oh, look, there I am. So right. for WWE to create this database and, and say, okay, these are now the ones. This is what we can do. We can put these people in when there's a face team going on so that we can have the good reactions. We can put these people when we want negative reactions on and so forth. I just thought that was common knowledge. I thought we, we understood that months ago. Yeah. Um, but now they're not going to have that anymore. They're not going to have that ability to control the crowd anymore. Uh, they well, can they, still they, try to pipe will. in pipe in sounds, they, but they have already in the past omit sounds, actual audience sound. They've already yeah. added extra to the, the show. They, they um, can the, sweeten the, the sound and everything, is, but you can't change the looks. You can't they, change the way people are reacting. Even if you pipe in a bunch of cheers, if the audience is all going... Yeah, yeah. They can, I mean, they can put some staff in those front three rows. Um... Of course, that's taking money out of your pocket when those yeah. seats run twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. That's However, long. we we've talked about this before, um, and I feel like I've said that a ton of times in this episode. We've talked about this before. WWE's <laughs> profits and losses are not based on live attendance anymore. No, they're based entirely on ratings, ratings and and network sales and and pay per view sales. Right. That's all it is. Um. And so they they don't mind losing a couple thousand dollars in seat revenue if their contracts are still generating billions of dollars in Saudi Arabia. Or yeah. So, um, but but I'm just excited. The end of the pandemic era, we're going to start to see regularly, not just at, at special event pay per views or whatever, but every week again on every show regularly live crowds. In the audience there, live crowd. That will mean, however, that one negative to this is WWE seems to have, having had the Thunderdome for what, 10 months? They didn't have it at the beginning. It took them a while to figure out the Thunderdome. But we'll say 10 months of Thunderdome behind their belt. It took them until the last three weeks to realize, hey, we can take advantage of the fact that there's not actual people in that front row and, you know, hide wrestlers in that front row so they can just pop up um, a la the Viking Raiders, Raiders. today. Um, oh, hey, we can put a special crash pad behind that barricade so that Ricochet can diving cross body block John Morrison off of the the thing, but it still be safe. They did that last week. Um, and they just figured it out, and now they're not going to be able to do that anymore because there will be actual people there to see the crash pad. 
<laughs> Way to mention my misdemeanor, bud. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, it, it's been exciting. It's been exciting. Um, to, to, the anticipation for live has been through the roof. Um, Smarks and I have yet to decide if we're going to go to Kansas City and watch it. Um, it's it's going to be tough to get the time off, I think, for both of yeah. us. But okay, and the tough thing is Kansas City's just far enough away that you basically like if it was. Hotel. Yeah, you have to have a hotel. You have to stay overnight. You know, so you have to have the next day off from work. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, we can do. We can do just one hotel. You know, just, doesn't just even need room. to be two beds. Yeah, I mean, one, as long as one, it's got a pull-out sofa. Yeah, pull, or pull one of out. you pulls out. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, it was innuendo. <laughs> yeah, it went from innuendo to just uh, and it's dirty. Oh, it's you dirty. guys are gonna have sex and remove your penises <laughs> from each other. <laughs> Not so, bad. Uh, yeah, Smarts yeah, no, is married, and I was. <laughs> so, uh, so it's just far enough away because. Because from either of us, if we were to just drive directly to Kansas City, it's about it's a solid five hours or so. Um, All I'm saying oh, is, if we're taking that. vacation time to do it, we're going to go to Denver because that one's close, that one's just as far and well, it's a little farther for you, but a little farther for me. Definitely better vacation destination than Kansas mm-hmm. City. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, you know, we're like, eh, eh, eh. and there's part of me, because remember, there was a Raw slash SmackDown scheduled for in Omaha right before the pandemic. That we just waiting for. Yeah, and there's part of me that's like, they're, that. they're probably going to bring that one, like reschedule that one at some point, right? Yeah. Um, but again, I say Raw slash SmackDown, because originally it was a SmackDown. Yeah. And, and then, then it was a raw. It got rescheduled. postponed to a raw re- reschedule, and then it got canceled eventually. So who knows? But I I find it odd that JLB had to leave the leave the podcast right after we talked about mm-hmm. us doing dirty things in a hotel room together. Yeah, he's like, I can't take this. They're not including me. <laughs> he's still here audio so everybody knows he's not like actually gone yeah i don't know if he can hear us though i think he took his headset off no my probably. bad what's up <laughs> no yeah. we were just we were just discussing what what we would do with you in a hotel room oh jesus all kinds of fun <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, oh my god! So I'm excited to end the pandemic era. I'm excited to see real crowds again starting this week. Um, I don't know if SmackDown's still going to be in the Thunderdome. Well, NXT is going to be. I think they maybe might start off slow. One thing I'm really excited because one of the best monologues I think that happened once the pandemic hit was that first opening show in AEW with Cody Rhodes. With Cody Rhodes. Oh my god, dude, that I still remember that promo mm-hmm. verbatim. I thought it was so epic. So I'm hoping they do something just kind of as epic to open up mm-hmm. this week's dynamite cuz obviously you could have the crowd going crazy too and yeah. all that. But man, that promo was just phenomenal. Time out. You know what I mean? It was Okay. You remember the promo verbatim, but you don't remember the person who spoke its name verbatim? 
What do you mean? Cody Rhodes. That's not what you said. Yeah, I did. I did not say Rose. La, one job. You La. think I always say it now. La, I back it up. Rhodes. Go ahead and hit the rewind button. <laughs> Why don't you go after yourself? Uh, tell you what. Let's just see what our special guest has to say. Did he uh, say Cody Rose? <laughs> Yeah. Nope, nope. I think we're having a little bit of problem with the audio from the Macho Cam. So, um, we'll we'll try and get back to him. We'll we'll, Ooh, we'll check no. back in. We'll check back in with the Macho Cam later. <laughs> the special guest, the Macho Cam. <laughs> That's epic. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, I was not expecting you guys you, to be you, that you, creative. You do not know how long it took me to set that up before the show. Yeah. He put some effort in. I had a Sharpie. Yeah. I I gotta bring it up just just one more time so people can truly appreciate the macho cam. He's wearing so red, just... white, and blue. Ooh, yeah. yeah. The cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna go live audiences. <laughs> uh, it's he's so Fourth of July. He's got he the really red, is. white, and blue. <laughs> yep. yep. No, well done. So, that was very creative. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this macho cam. I, I really think you should leave it up and just randomly change it out for Ed Sting or something to show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I literally have thought about making it a permanent uh, thing. I just have to find a better place to set it up because I'm gonna I'm gonna go behind the scenes. That background is actually a Kleenex box, um, <laughs> and uh, it's literally it's literally right next to me. Wait, that's yeah. not a re- way to give away the secret. <laughs> yeah, way to give away the secret. It's not a re- that's not a reincarnated uh, yeah, Macho, uh, Man. Macho Man. No. Um, and so I have to find a better place to put it where I can set it up because because I've got I've got um, I got John Cena there. I was originally going to do John Cena because he's got the U.S. Championship. You know, um, it'd be, the interesting thing is you could do John Cena and just not have anybody there. Yeah, because I couldn't see it. Yeah, you can't see nobody. Um, it's getting. Uh, but I got John Cena. I've got both Sting and. Uh, Finn Balor, Finn Balor I could do in the same size as that. But then I've also got the Funko Pops of Sting, Diesel, Finn Funko Balor. Funko Pops would be cool. Yeah. Um, so so I could do those. And then, of course, behind me over here, I've got uh, Jeff Hardy and then Edge and then Lita. And then that's uh, uh, Booker T. And then there's Kenny Omega. And you can't really see uh, Darby <laughs> Allen there. And then Orange Cassidy there. Mm-hmm. And then down there, I've got um, there's a Roman Reigns over there. There's a uh, another John Cena. There's a Finn Balor. There's Brock Lesnar. There's Gold Dust. So I so I've got a lot of them. And then and then I got El Jefe up there. The the luchador, um. So I've got I've got a few more guests I can bring in, <laughs> but you but the, today the, the great part is, um, 
Yeah, I mean, with some of those, you have you have actively currently wrestling characters. Yeah, some of them do, and do even stuff with those. even the the Jeff Hardy. I mean, that's a that's a action figure from like two thousand two or so. Uh, but well, wearing exactly the same. exact same clothes that he's still wearing, so you know, it works the same. Uh, but but the the macho cam was the one that won out today because he's just so darn patriotic looking. Oh yeah. So, and to those uh, listening on the audio version of the podcast, um, yeah, you're missing out. Single them out. Yeah. Go, go, go! Find the replay of this on our YouTube or Facebook page and watch it because you gotta, you gotta see the macho cam. I didn't think that was the f bomb you were gonna go for. Go for, uh, go, go find there. us. Yes. <laughs> so, but the end and of please pandemic continue wrestling. to listen to us on on podcast because those pay better than video. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. We need more <laughs> subscribers to the YouTube channel that'll offset it. Yes. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, even if you still listen to the podcast. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so end of pandemic wrestling is exciting to me. Like JLB mentioned, uh. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I don't think we're going to get to see an epic Cody Rhodes uh, promo, if only because uh, I think he's still at home taking care yeah. of his new baby. For so, sure. Um, um, yeah. Whose name is Liberty, by the way? He actually named it Liberty. They did. They I wonder it. what... what... The Macho Cam has to say about that. I wonder if he thinks it's a patriotic name. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Brother. Patriotic but idiotic. The cream always rises to the top. No. Okay. <laughs> can, can we get really, can we get Scott Steiner on here? I don't I'll, have a Scott Steiner one. I might now. have we'll, to buy you one. I might we'll have, have to buy find you a Scott one. Steiner. Scott There's Steiner a Pop. There's, there's a um. Do they even have store a Scott not, Steiner Funko Pop? I don't know if they do, but there's a store not too far from here in downtown Omaha that sells uh, mystery boxes of WWE action figures. That's how I got the Booker T and the Brock Lesnar. So, um, I might go down there and buy a couple more mystery boxes. See what I get. I feel like I feel like box. Booker T can only come on this podcast five times. 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 That's oh it. my god, they have an exorcist Funko Pop. <laughs> That's all. No Scott Steiner, though. No Scott Steiner. Doesn't surprise me. Nope. I'll just you have to find a Scott Steiner action figure or something. They have a Bill Nye Funko Pop. That's awesome. Bill Nye, the Is science it? guy. Bill, 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 Bill. Um, Anyways, end of pandemic wrestling. That's what we were talking about. That was my crime. I'm excited for the end of pandemic era wrestling and back to the good old days. The and maybe wrestling. we'll get some better writing because I I, I I feel like I feel like our wrestlers are better than they used to be. I feel like with fan reactions, maybe Vince will listen. Maybe. That's my hope. Is is yeah. I mean, is it's, it's more positive for WWE. It's more positive for WWE, if anything, because it would help them realize, oh, crap, we want to sell. Now, I know, I know they don't necessarily care about selling tickets, and maybe that's why also, too, they might not give a, 
give a crap. But at the end of the day, if you realize fans aren't coming and willing to pay 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 dollars, you know, uh, that means your stuff is crap. Your their people aren't going to spend their hard-earned money. Right now, people don't give a crap because they're not paying anything. They have the network and they're watching, but uh, you know, those YouTube fans aren't going to be there to help you out if you want to sell any kind of tickets. Because I'm sure as hell the fans would have booed the crap out of that Shingna Lily segment on Raw, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have got as well, big as it did. Yeah, that's that's where I'm relatively certain that this the end of the pandemic era is going to feature some improvements in the writing. Just because they'll start to know the reactions, and it's going to be yeah. really hard for Vince to overlook live reactions as much. Like right now, he comes in, he says, I mean, nope, I don't want you to do that. Rewrite this and everything. That's how Tamina got a championship, was due to the live reactions of the fans going crazy on Tamina at WrestleMania. And then they give her the championship with, uh, with what was it, Natalia? They give yeah. her the championship with Natalia, and voila. Okay, it's nothing like a crazy big thing because I think I think you put anyone in with Natalia, you're doomed. But at least Tamina had gotten something, at least some kind of recognition, and that was due to the fans. The fans really were on her side, and they realized, hey, let's do something with this. So hopefully, going forward, this starts happening. A Tamina effect starts happening with better storylines and. So on and so forth, because it's gotta only improve. Like this is, I'm trying to remember what WWE was like before the pandemic, and I don't know if it was this bad. It's definitely gotten worse. Yes, it definitely. Okay. Uh, but here's the deal: <laughs> I remember 2019. Uh, this podcast had a whole series of episodes where we talked about how WWE was as bad as it's been in forever. Even before we started doing this podcast, uh, D.A. Fabe and I had an ongoing talk. I think we even talked about this a week or two ago. Ongoing talk about which we would prefer to watch. 2000-era WCW or 1999-era WWE. And we we really couldn't say for certain WWE, right? Uh, But... um, it's gotten worse since then, and that's part of the problem. But, like, again, I think a lot of it is that Vince just doesn't know what the fans want, never has really known. He's relied so much on fan reaction to understand it. And without having fans there to react, he doesn't know. And, you know, you can talk about fans' reaction on Twitter or Facebook or, or YouTube all you want, but in the end, Vince doesn't watch those. All right. Vince doesn't go on YouTube and see, oh, this video with Alexa Bliss got X number of views. People must like Alexa Bliss. Well, I mean, he gets told that, though. He gets told it, but it's one thing to be told something. It's another thing to witness it, right? When you're sitting in gorilla position, you can't ignore the reaction of the crowds. But you can ignore what people say is happening online, you know? So... Um, but I'm just excited. I'm excited so much for, for Wednesday night. Uh, I think NXT is going to, at least for the time being, continue to be at the Capitol Wrestling Center. Um, 
So that's going to be. So but they've had guys crowds. Not have to there. wear masks anymore. Then like, uh, the there was not- never a nationwide mask mandates. Each state would do some. I'm pretty sure almost every state now has lifted any max- mask mandates that they had. Oh, really? But okay. s- some regions have continued. Like you know, the state of Nebraska lifted their mask mandate like four months ago, but the the city that I lived in continued it until last month. So, um, so some places have kept the mask mandate longer, but there was never a nationwide mask mandate. So, um, yeah, but damn. And this is, I'm only getting my second vaccination technically in three weeks. And I think we're still going to have to wear masks for a hot minute though. So, but you guys have been ahead of the game for a while. So. We we did better on initial vaccination than a lot of other places. We've slowed down uh, significantly. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, because I, I want to say it was like three weeks ago we hit fifty percent of eligible adults um, had gotten vaccinated, and in the three weeks since then we've only rise risen to like fifty five or maybe sixty percent. Um. And experts say we probably, to get full herd immunity, need to be in that 70 to 90 range. So we've still got a ways to go before. But, I mean, we're doing better than we were doing. And frankly, you know, most of the governors said 50% was enough for them. So let's get get open. (laughs) I'm old and fat. I've been vaccinated for a while. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah. I may have been vaccinated. Uh sure you're doing the testing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm in one of the COVID trials. So I'm I might have been vaccinated. I might not. So then, I don't get to what know. What if you weren't what if you weren't, then you'll just eventually get vaccinated if you when the trial is over, the people who weren't vaccinated will will immediately be vaccinated. Vaccinated. Okay. Or offered the vaccine. But he's got you got another six months on that, don't you? Uh, it depends. I actually suspect because I go in for my next visit on it on the 19th and I kind of suspect that they might be winding it down because I was going weekly at the beginning and then every other week for a while and then once a month and then now it's been three months since my last visit. Oh, damn. I, okay. They check it. They check in weekly with me to make sure my symptoms aren't showing up or anything you know or, or you know, all that but um, I suspect when I go in on the 19th that they're going to say, you know, this this trial is over. Um, would you like the vaccine? And I will say, yes, please. And, <laughs> and then he can get it for free like every other American got it for free. Yes. Yeah, I'll get it for free. <laughs> it was always free for you guys, right? Yes, yes. it was always free. Okay, okay nice. You can free do walk-in vaccines free, free, now free. at at uh Walgreens or Walmart right now. So just walk oh, in and wow. say I want the vaccine. Now, the more difficult part is if you want the J and J so you only get a shot once. Mm-hmm. That's a little harder to find. The the eight people who got blood clots kind of ruined that for yeah. all the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind the fact that uh you stand a greater chance of getting a blood clot by flying in a plane for more than two hours or I don't know, just breathing. Yeah. <laughs> One in eight, or one in a million, got a blood clot. Yeah. Yes. Non-lethal. Well, they got to report it. All of them non-lethal blood clots. Yep. 
But oh, we got to halt it. Ne- never mind the fact that uh, the birth control uh, that women take on a regular basis has a lot higher of a chance of causing a blood clot. Uh, and they didn't pause the rollout of that at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna Sorry. move back into the world of professional <laughs> yeah, wrestling really and talk just... about how excited we are to end the pandemic era of wrestling and get back to real wrestling, and how we're hoping to see wrestling come to our areas here soon. Because um, yes, Kansas City would be a bit farther than than I think we're ready to go right now. Um, it's not 100% weekend, out. Man. Has there been any Canadian dates? No, huh? I don't think so. No, that's that. Call Justin, not you. Trudeau. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's valid. Borders are still closed, all that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we're allowing hockey players to like People from Tampa, hockey players are coming to Montreal and stuff, so I imagine they could get the they get for that. some pretty strict regimented testing though in professional sports. Yeah. So I think yeah. this week's SmackDown is still in the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Sorry, I just felt like that. That's the new wonders. Well, let's see, and then we got Money in the Bank at Fort Worth, and then. Uh, Dallas, Texas for Raw, Cleveland, Ohio for SmackDown, and Pittsburgh. Crowd's going to be hundred percent. Um, that's regional based. There are some places that might still be limiting in them in some ways, but most places okay. it's hundred percent now. Wow, nice. Uh, Pittsburgh on the twenty fourth. I'm going to have to actually look. That's a super show, but because that's going to be right around the time that AEW is in Pittsburgh, or as they call it, Britsburg. Mm. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Kansas City, Missouri on July 26th for uh, Monday Night Raw. That's yeah, that's also going to be a tough thing because that's the week of my anniversary. So bring your wife two you. days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey. So much for our shared hotel room, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She you're ain't joining the in. Sleeping in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit, Michigan. Nobody wants to go fucking there. Um, Chicago, Illinois is a little too far away. It's probably the best halfway point for if we wanted him to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't even go now, anyway. You could go. You just couldn't go back home. Yeah, that's it. You'd have to sneak back but- across the border. Well, they're technically, I don't think they're uh, doing the whole hotel thing where you have to stay out for like two weeks at a hotel. I think they kind of paused on that. So they are going to be in Denver for a super show August 22nd. That's non televised house show. So, but it is a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) So, it's during school, though. Yeah. Ooh, they have scheduled uh, in September some shows in Britain, in the UK. Oh wow! Ugh. Right, Newcastle, London, Cardiff, Glasgow. So, um, so yeah, expect to see uh, 
Drew McIntyre win the title <laughs> in Glasgow. That's when he's going to do it. But it's a Raw, that, you said? That, that would be after um, SummerSlam? That would be before SummerSlam. Um, that is, as of right now, I'm going to say before SummerSlam. No, after. SummerSlam's August 21st. And that's not till September 22nd. So it's a month after. So, yeah. Yeah. So Drew beats Brock. Or, I'm sorry, Bobby beats Brock and then loses to Drew on a... We're going to have a title change on television. Regular television. I'm down for that. That's we fun. haven't had that in quite a while. Yeah. Let's see. AEW events. Of course, we got Road Rager this week. That was in Kansas City. We'd have to go. Yeah, uh, Fighter Fest in Texas. As far as I know, they're not coming very close to us. Yes, AEW is. Uh, Fighter Fest Night Two the next week in Texas. Fight for the Fallen the next week in Charlotte, North Carolina. In North Raise Carolina. Up. Raise up, take your shirt off, and wave and it around back your to Jacksonville for Dynamite Homecoming. Oh, that's a nice, nice name for it. Um. August 11th, they're in Britsburg. So, yeah, it's August 11th, and then uh, on the 13th, that's going to be their first uh, rampage, I believe, uh, that is in Britsburg. Um, And so, and then a week later, a week and a few days later, uh, uh, WWE is in Britsburg. So, uh, then Houston, Texas for Dynamite, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois. And they're doing Dynamite Rampage and then All Out in September. Wow. Um, well, they always do All Out in Chicago, no? Wasn't that their yes, thing? Yes, but they're doing they're doing all three in a row. Is all I'm saying is that's crazy. Uh, then Newark, New Jersey. No one wants to go to Newark, New Jersey. And then. Queens, you, New York. You... Nice. At Arthur Ashe Stadium. They're calling that Dynamite Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Then Rochester, New York. Then Philadelphia, PA. Boston, Massachusetts. St. Louis, Missouri. That's close-er, but still not close. Um, and that's for a Dynamite um, as well as Full Gear. Oh, um, I feel like Dallas might be closer than St. Louis. And then Dynamite in New Orleans. And you know, Lakefront Arena, I saw a WCW show there back in 2001 when they were shitty. <laughs> I don't even think it was a I don't even think it was a Nitro or anything like that. I think it was just a house show, but it was still anyways. Uh I'm just excited for pandemic era to be over. So we're going to go ahead and move on to <laughs> misdemeanors. Who's got a misdemeanor? Because I've got one to start off with. And that's... Go ahead. Damn it, JR. You're the reason I we can't have nice don't, things. Don't. No, no I'm still like, going to be... I don't, I don't care. He took he took credit for it. He, he brought it up and all this stuff. But um, we've said before... 
that uh, I and I still believe I I understand I get what Jr's done I give him credit for what he's done over his career but I think I think his on camera days are through I think he is better off off camera now and uh, to close out and and part of why I bring this up is and it's just a misdemeanor I'm going to point that out I'm not putting all the weight on this but but. Part of why I put so much onto it is the timing of it. He didn't just make a mistake at one point and say, you know, oh, you know, in the middle of saying, oh, welcome back to WWE Dynamite or whatever. It was at the end of the show. They just did this long emotional package talking about the last last uh, 15 months in Mm-hmm. WWE or in, in AEW and, and in the COVID era. Um, <laughs> that, down, that's my point. That's Guilty. My point. But they just did that that whole time on that, and then they come down and, and he just says it afterward. Like he he even said AEW go to awtext.com to get your tickets to AEW show, and then he goes, I tell you what, there's nothing in the world like. Being live at a WWE Dynamite, <laughs> and and I'm just like, damn it! It was literally the last thing we heard. There's literally right. nothing in the world like a live <laughs> WWE Dynamite. There's, there's nothing at all in the world. Any WWE show or AEW show will never be like a live WWE Dynamite. Nothing at all. Nothing. So. So that's where I'm just like, that's why it's just a misdemeanor, but it's still, it's just so bad. By the way, guys, I do have a little bit of breaking news, if anything. Um, Do any of you guys know where Terry Funk is now? I'm assuming you're going to tell us. Yeah, he's apparently in assisted living and suffering with dementia. Yeah. Well, that like, does not surprise me in the least. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but I always still felt like I don't know because we've always seen him come back from it and whatever. And but damn, it just kind of not surprising, but still a shocker yep. for some I'm, reason. I'm gonna me. say something really profound, but everyone always comes back from things until they don't. Yeah, that's valid. It's kind of like it was the first place I looked. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell did you keep looking? Yeah. I had the glory this week of my sister sent me a text message that said, can I ask you a question? And if any of you are George Carlin fans, you know my response. Because I said, well, you didn't give me much of a choice there, did you? Mm. (laughs) You say, say, yes, you already did. Well, no, I said you could ask one question and you did. So that's it. That's the whole thing. You asked it. But that's valid. I get you're giving the guy a misdemeanor, but I mean, there's some people just really ragging on him. Like, listen, the guy isn't going to stop. Okay. People do make mistakes just because he's much older now and he's maybe not so in depth into the AEW product like he was back in the day with the WWE product. I don't think this guy has any kind of screw looses. Uh, screw loose. He has any screws loose in his head. Or screws so loose. There you go. 
Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I, I think people are giving him a little bit too much slack. Stuff like that happened just because he's a legend. You're gonna go, oh, how come you did that? How come you you should just not do it anymore. The guy again, it's all about the timing. If it had just slipped out at some point else in the show, yeah, but shit happens. What are you gonna do? It was the last thing you heard it happens on the show. That's why it's a misdemeanor, but it's still something that you know, Tony Schiavone's been doing. Uh, wrestling calling for almost as long as JR has. And he didn't do one. He hasn't slipped. Shivani, I feel, is also younger. Oh, my God. Please, God, let Tony Shivani say WCW Dynamite sometime in the future. It, it, here's the deal. If he does it, if especially if he does it this week, if he does it, it's 100% it'll be, it'll be on purpose. Out of joke, yes. Yes. Um, and, that, and that's a different thing altogether. I, uh, but that, that's it's my point. It's the crow! Is, yeah, is is it? It's a. It's timing, and b. It's it's about like I've said before. I don't think Jr. brings much to the table, just in general. And by right. doing this, he's opening AEW up to additional criticism that it doesn't need right now. That's the reason it it warrants a misdemeanor. It's not that he's a legend I, and he should know better. It's the fact that here's the deal. Um. Yeah. I, he I, is uh, he is officially he is officially the voice of that company, right? And to give an example, I am the voice of the company that I work for, right? When someone calls that phone number and I answer, I am the voice for that company. If I answered and said the name of a competing company, I would not keep my job for long, even if I just did it once or twice, right? I worked right. for 10 years at a radio station. And for a short time in the middle of that, I also worked at a college radio station. And if I had answered the phone at the radio station that I worked for with the call sign of the college radio station, I would have lost my job because this is business. And you are if you are the professional and the legend that you're supposed to be, your job is to not make these mistakes. And the, the amount of money that Tony Khan has put into this, the millions of dollars that he's put into making this, these are not the mistakes that can happen, right? And I get millions of dollars. Yeah, and I get it. It, it does happen, and he's a legend. And to be perfectly honest, <laughs> is, I'm going to say it this way. If uh, Corey Graves did it on WWE, if he had said AEW raw one time do you think Corey graves would have kept his job no vince mcmahon would have shit canned him in a heartbeat right if michael cole did it though michael cole would not be fired uh and that actually supports my point the only reason jr did not get fired is because of his status that is the only reason because he's jr but that that does not fly in my book in fact, because he's JR, our standards need to be higher for him because we put him up on this pedestal as the legend JR. He should know better, right? Don LaFontaine never cut a promo where he mentioned the wrong product. Right? I, I, I will say that I think AEW may be large enough now that JR could slip into a mean gene type role. 
I think that would be a better role for him. They keep having Tony Schiavone interview people backstage or Alex Marvez do these these interviews and everything. That's the position that JR should be in. And their commentary. Oh, I was team, really I was more like nineteen eighties mean gene when they're like at the zoo with the wrestlers. I, I'm I'm fine with more more, you know, nineteen nineties era mean gene where he's in the backs talking about the hotline and then says, Tell you what, step over here, I, I got a good scoop with this person or whatever, right? And he interviews them. Um, but if they do that, I really want him to have an interview with like Wordlow. And Wordlow says, Can we just start over? <laughs> and uh, then JR's like, Buddy, nope, we're live. Like, buddy. <laughs> um so, so that that's the reason I say I don't this think is a JR would like that though. And I think he would feel almost insulted. I, I think there's maybe a pride there. He loves the company, but I also don't think he'd backtrack to doing that. I oh, I don't think that's scary. a backtrack at all. I think I think that's a promotion. I think if there's for him, some entertainment him, level, if it creates an entertainment, because he's not he's not color commentator at all. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's that's really because of his wealth of knowledge. That's Excalibur um, right. and play by play on on actual television. Play by play is going to Shivani, so yeah. he's he's just another voice and- for. And he's not a fill. face commentator. He's not a heel commentator. He's just kind of there, right? Whereas if mm. they turned him into the Mean Gene, right? People tuned in to WCW to hear Mean Gene. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mean Gene and- was a focal point. Mean Gene was beloved. And if JR be- could become the new Mean Gene and deliver those interviews backstage, right? I don't think JR could do that. I think, oh, I think he has. We saw it with Kane. Yeah. He's done it before. I, I'm sorry, he's he, done it I, in I, AEW. I, he did some backstage interviews and stuff. Um, and he and can I think, be the hard ass. He can say, listen, man, if my if my barbecue sauce wasn't selling, then I'd change things. <laughs> and he could be like, if he could be interviewing Hangman and be like, you know, he, your, your drinking isn't helping you win. Or whatever it may be, right. just as a as a storyline we've already talked about on this, mm-hmm. you know, my barbecue sauce ain't telling. I'm gonna change something, you know. Mm-hmm. And Hangman's like, oh, okay, like that's an okay interview. Yeah, and that's right. the deal is is in the end, that's part of the problem is Jr. There are better uses for Jr. than on commentary right now, and on commentary he does not help the product. He actually holds it back. And- I, I would agree with that too at the same time. I also just never felt because the problem too, anytime you think of JR, you instantly think of WWE. No matter just because he's had so many classic moments in WWE and he he was the face of WWE. Him and Jerry the King Lawler, face of WWE for the longest period. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking eighties and whatever, okay? But uh th- throughout the nineties, and I think that was always kind of the problem. Like, have your new face of AEW. Excalibur, of course, is there. Tony Schiavone, I know, WCW, but, you know, Tony Schiavone still works. He's still good. He's still... uh, Well, hell, I think you can do a storyline with this. JR's done... had a faction. It was fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon, but it was a faction. Have him have a faction. Have him have the old old WWE guard. You know? The the simple fact is... um, Yes, Tony Schiavone is 
associated with WCW very heavily, even though he did spend some time in WWF. He spent some time in TNA, very short amount of time, but some time. Um, he spent time in but, WWF? Yeah, back in the early, the early, early 90s. Uh, he was oh, there for a very short period of time. And I think I think the storyline is that um, a conversation with Jr. prompted him to realize it wasn't working for him in WWF, and this he had an option. For me, brother, he had an option to go back to WCW, and he took it. Um, anyways, but here's the thing, right? Tony Schiavone is a perfect example of what I think is happening with with Jr. and why it's not working for me. Um, you mentioned that fans pointed out that he's not keeping up with the product. He's not understanding the move, so on and so forth, right? Right. Tony Schiavone is working to learn the moves. Every freaking week, you can hear him getting better at understanding, knowing what the moves are. There have been some times he actually even corrected Excalibur recently. Excalibur not- identified a move, and Tony Schiavone was like, well, I believe that was a... Um, and that's showing that he has been improving. He's dedicated himself to learning the product and improving and reimmersing himself in this. JR, I think, is, has just gotten to the point in his mind that he knows things well enough that he doesn't have to learn. And uh, if right. you talk to almost any professional in any business, the moment you think you know everything is when you fall apart. Right. Damn, him and JR aren't that uh Shivani's 63, JR 69. Yeah. So it's not even a crazy age gap. I thought like nope. there was at least 10 years or something, but not even. No. And that's that's why I say is is uh, to be perfectly honest, for JR to be the face, the voice of a multi-million dollar company and to make these mistakes is in many ways inexcusable. And I get it, right? I have very, very closely said the name of a previous business when answering the phone at my job. I understand Mm -hmm. it's always there. When you work for a long time for a job, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. But here's the thing, right? You have to not do it when you are the face of a multi-million dollar company, right? Especially when you are the legendary face of that multi-million dollar company, right? Do you think Vince McMahon doesn't, every time he delivered a promo through the entire uh, end of the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era, all of that stuff, the new era, anytime he delivered a promo, do you think he had didn't have to fight against the urge to say WWF? For sure. He'd said it for 20 years, but can you remember a single time that Vince McMahon ever accidentally said WWF? No. You cannot, right? Because because he was a professional about it, and he learned to control it. That's where I gave JR this misdemeanor, is JR is supposed to be the professional at this, and professionals can't make these mistakes. And the only way this mistake happens is with JR thinking that he's not going to make the mistake and just just going on it and not dedicating himself to not making a mistake. Because again, Tony Schiavone didn't say, hasn't said WCW once, uh, Taz on AEW Dark has not said ECW or WWE a single time. 
right? right? And both of those are long-term connections to those companies. And Taz, I feel, is always usually unscripted. So it's shocking yeah. for him to... <laughs> and so, but but the biggest thing with JR is he said AEW twice in the sentence before that. And so for him to make the mistake in the final one is why it becomes less excusable. But again, I, mm. I say it's just a misdemeanor. I I didn't intend on even spending this much time on it. Um, yeah, I did it, though. Uh, but but then someone whose name initials happen to be JLB had to decide to fight me on it. And <laughs> I had to break out the big guns. Well, no, it. because look, because there was two things. So first of all, I was listening to Busted Open. And I heard Bubba and some other guy talk about like, okay, listen, like this is too much. Like who the hell are you guys? You know what I mean? Fans, you have not been in the business for 20 years. Stop talking like, you know, these mistakes kind of happen and so on and so forth. And I get your theory of, okay, but it's a multi, multi-billion dollar company Again, and whatever. And I, these mistakes I, I'm going I'm to interrupt here and say these mistakes do happen. When? When have these mistakes happened? Name a single other time that the announcer for a show has named the competition instead of their show um, on any of the majors in the last 30 years. I never heard it on WCW. Not accidentally. They would mention WWF purposefully, but never accidentally, even when they had former WWF people there, right? I never once heard it in ECW. I never once heard it in TNA. I've never once heard it in Ring of Honor, right? Right. Bubba Ray but, has never mistakenly called himself Bubba Ray in any of his things post WWE, even though he wrestled as Bubba Ray long before he wrestled in WWE, right? Right. Um but he lost the trademark to WWE after being there but he has he himself has never made the mistake of misnaming himself right He says these mistakes happen but they have never happened to the extent that Jim Ross is doing them because this is not the first time he's done it I wouldn't bring it up if it was one time I didn't bring it up the dozen times he's done it before <laughs> right I bring it up this time because this is not the first time it's done it. And again, the timing of it was so important. It was the last thing we heard, and it was immediately following a long emotional promo about how great AEW handled the pandemic and how AEW Dynamite over this last 15 months out of the Daily Center, you know, and Tony Schiavone said, oh, it's been great to have AEW Dynamite here in, in the Daily Center, but I'm excited to get out on the road and all of this stuff. And uh, Excalibur said, yeah, I can't wait for AEW to be back on the road. And then Jim fucking Ross comes on <laughs> and says, I tell you what, there's nothing in the world like seeing a live WWE Dynamite. <laughs> Even the young bugs joked about it by putting it on their Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, I mean, at least they're turning it into a joke or whatever. I mean, about the only thing I, I can hope is that they f- just fucking run with it. And the best way to do it would be, as DA Fabe said, have Tony Schiavone say, Welcome to WCW Dynamite. Just once. And, and, say, and stay straight the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
<laughs> but yeah, they're anyways, never gonna make it into a thing. Let's go ahead and move on. Do either of you have any misdemeanors to talk about? I do. Boom. Edge. Edge. Just, <laughs> edge. edge. Just fucking edge. I swear, if Roman loses the title to Edge, I will be done with SmackDown altogether. Like I won't talk about I, it ever again. Uh-huh. I don't think he's losing to Edge, though, brother. Ooh, yeah, that would not be good for SmackDown. Head of the table, he is not. Fucking Edge. <laughs> No, I yeah. agree with you. Do I have to say more? I mean, I, I don't. I, for the most part, just the fact that Edge came back for the fourth time. Oh my God, it's Edge's back. Really? Right. Now, now we're going to have to uh, be extra surprised when Sasha Banks comes back again. And uh, the next week on Dynamite, when Rhea Ripley comes back, she's apparently back. Um, Rhea Ripley's going to be on, on Dynamite, Dynamite, huh? On Dynamite, yeah. See, that's the deal. I haven't been doing this for 20 years, and I'm not the face of a multi-million dollar company. We're not even a multi-hundred dollar company. I'm just telling you that right now. Not a multi-dollar company. (laughs) We are. We're a a multi-dozen dollar company. (laughs) Fair enough. No, but that's fair. I would agree with Edge. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to say to that. I think everyone's kind of on board with you on that one. Yeah. I I right now, seriously, the the championship matches at, at Money in the Bank. Um boy, the the Money in the Bank matches better be fire. And I there's not a doubt in my mind that that Kofi and Bobby Lashley could put on a great match. There's not a doubt in my mind that um, Edge and Roman could put on a great match. I just don't think they will. I don't think it'll I think advance they, any storylines. I think they might put on an okay match, but the thing is, we we recently saw an Edge versus Roman Reigns match. It did yeah, have yeah. a third person in it, but the the way yeah. you do that is right away. You don't wait mm-hmm. four months. Yeah, that's it. Um. So, yeah, no, I frankly. I would have been way more excited if it had been Seth come out and say, "Yeah, I'd like a shot at that there belt." Yeah, <laughs> quite frankly, Seth being like, uh, "You know what? Thanks for beating up Cesaro real quick. I got stuff to do with him too." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, you don't need a title. Cool. Yeah, cool. Way to devalue the title. We've already talked about this before. But. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't have anything else to say to add to it, but yeah. So. Edge, just edge. edge. Um, and then you had some, said something earlier, and I said that's, that was my misdemeanor, and I forgot what it was now, so. Um, I was talking about trying to remember back to it, because it was... Um, it was something to do... Not Selena. Oh, it was the um, it was the ricochet uh, uh, John oh, yeah. Morrison spot to the outside. Oh yes, yes. Okay, so um, everybody else, and I mean everybody, and like everybody, everything I've seen on the internet just loved that move. 
And as I watched it, my suspension of disbelief just completely disappeared because it was so much set up for that one spot. It was just like, ugh. It's like the people dancing around outside waiting to catch the guy doing the suicide plancha. Correct. Right. Except for there's only two people there, so we aren't Uh getting the other stuff. Yep. And it was just uh, John Morrison like, oh, I got a set on the this. Uh, I'm going to get up here and I'm going to sit and then I'm going to wait. Right here. Well, and watch you as you set up in the ring to do the the springboard to the outside. And and here's the deal: it's like, yeah, it was a phenomenal looking move. Um, but I agree. The problem is, it was to me the big part was it was so obviously set up with we have to do this move here because we obviously have a crash pad behind here. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Crash pads are crash pads are important. Crash pads are good. Absolutely. I, I don't have a problem with crash pads being used in wrestling. It's about them being used, obviously. I don't have a. I didn't have a problem. We go back to uh, AEW's um, uh, blood and guts match. I didn't have a problem with the idea of Chris Jericho using the crash pad for that bump off the top of the the blood and guts cage. Right? Didn't have a problem with that. The problems were the obviousness of the crash pad, and that came down to camera angle for them. If they'd have done a camera angle instead of showing him hit the pad from above, but instead angling it from the bottom so you just saw him hit the the thing and disappear into it, it would have been fine, right? Yep. This was all about they set it up too much that we knew there was a crash pad there. And well, I mean, nobody – it'd be different if occasionally a dude stopped and sat on the – Yeah, on if the that was something that happened regularly. And they were just like, ah. Um, I'm going to take a breather while they're counting it out. All mm-hmm. right. No, I'll hop down and get it in the ring. Yeah. Um, and again, it's another thing, the fact that they just realized they could do that with the last week in the Thunderdome. Yeah. They're like, you had 10 months to figure out that you could use these blank spaces in the Thunderdome to do it, and you finally figure it out right before you get rid of those spaces. Good job. A for effort there. So. <laughs> Yeah, those were those were the two I had, and one was one's based on how I felt about it since he returned, and the other's based on, gosh dang it, the whole world is on fire about this thing, and I'm not, and I feel like I'm a crappy wrestling fan. Yeah, the the thing is, it was a very very cool looking move, but it uh, the setup for it kind of killed it. Yes, yes, I agree, and 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 to be perfectly honest, some of it was even just camera work. Right, so we can blame some of this on Kevin Dunn. Uh, if they would have, instead of putting the camera on John Morrison climbing up onto the thing, correct? If they'd have focused on Ricochet waiting Ricochet for his in the ring to attack, you know, uh, and all of this stuff, and and so instead bring the camera around to this way, so you're looking up at Ricochet, and then the cameraman steps back as Ricochet springboards up and over, and then lands on John Morrison. It would have been a different thing altogether. Yep. Uh, I saw, just talking of camera, I watched a video. It's an older older match from 2017, and it was in AAA. I think it was AAA. It was, um, it was a Mexican promotion, whether it was AAA or not. I can't remember. Uh, it was one of these people in this, Ricochet, and uh, Flip Gordon versus Sammy Guevara and Mr. 540. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, the reason I bring this up, the camera work on this, 
I was watching it and I was like, you know, this camera work is very, very interesting to me because we're so used to the WWE camera work technique. Cut, 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 cut. This match was almost entirely shot single camera on a crane. It was designed so it could go almost all the way around the ring, like two thirds of the way around. Um, and it, it was so phenomenal to watch this, this different, like, style of camera work. Uh, and just to think to myself, this is something that WWE could be doing, or AEW could be doing, and they made the choice to not, and I kind of think that it was the wrong choice to at least not use some of it. Um, because this camera on, on the dolly could actually even turn around and pan through the crowd, at times, and then come back up, and then come up close to you know Sammy Guevara's climbing up on the top rope, so it'd come up next to him, and then it would look down at the people on the ground, and then it would come back so that it could get the wide shot of them all jumping off the the top and whatever. So, um, I'm still trying to find a video of the Sammy Guevara versus Ricochet match solo match. It happened. It's on a pay per view somewhere. I can't find the footage yet. I found snippets of the footage on Sammy's vlog, but I can't, haven't found the whole match. So, but the camera work, it this AAA made WWE's camera work look silly at times. But anyway, Which is sad. But yeah, that's so. I have that spot in the oh Edge, Edge. Yes, <laughs> JLB, you got any misdemeanors? Yeah. Uh, really, two words. Eddie freaking Kingston. Uh, three words. Eddie freaking Kingston. Now listen, I know AEW likes to rag on WWE, and I know this was after the show and whatever. But out of all people, you get to do this. You get Eddie Kingston to rag on WWE. It just seemed so useless because if it was a Cody Rhodes, if it was a John Moxley, if if it was someone who worked for WWE, I get it. You can do it. You can say it. But for Eddie Kingston to even say anything for a guy who's never worked in the company, it sounds petty and stupid. I thought when I saw that video footage, I thought right off the bat, I'm like, Eddie, why? Bro, I respect you. I love how you talk. You're you're dope. I love what you do. You're funny when you need to be. You're hardcore when you need to be. His wrestling is decent. But I'm just like, don't mind your business. This I know you work for the other competitor and so on and so forth. But keep doing you on AEW. I love AEW. I love the fans. Now, oh, we're not like WWE because of this. WWE doesn't treat their fans. It doesn't sound good or intimidating or like, haha, we got you when someone who hasn't worked for the other side of the company because maybe they didn't want to look towards you or whatever, it sounds very petty. So I'm going to have to give a misdemeanor to Eddie Kingston for sounding like a little whiny bitch and making his promo sound pretty stupid and petty going towards WWE. Because although we're sick of it, at least if it's superstars that have been to the company, it's somewhat more understandable. 
Whereas Eddie Kingston just looks stupid. So that's my misdemeanor to you, Eddie Kingston. Mind your own business. Stay in your lane. You sounded stupid, bud. And that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. So the only th- rebuttal I'll have to it is, if I'm remembering correctly, he didn't actually say WWE at all in it. And so people are reading into it. But, oh, obviously, um, he was talking about WWE. That, that's fine. Here, here's the deal is, A, he did not say WWE. So um, the fact that you're putting it in there actually just validates his points, right? If you can Pretty say... Sure Hold on. I'm going to... I'm pretty sure he just said it. the other company. I'm pretty sure yeah. he repeatedly said the other company, those people from the other company, they're firing people left and right. Okay, um, but you know he's talking about WWE. So but what's the point again, no, my, my point again is it validates his point. If if I can say, oh, that person, that, that other guy cheats at cards all the time, and you instantly know who I'm referring to, then it means that my point has has weight to it, right? If I repeatedly, you know, just say, oh, you know, this guy cheats at cards all the time and all this stuff, and DA Fabe goes, oh, JLB, that validates the point mm-hmm. that you cheat at cards because it was so obvious that I meant you by saying it, right? But on top of it, here's what it simply comes down to. A, is it wasn't intended for for anyone outside the live crowd. It was a hype up the live crowd uh, thing. And the right. fact that it got onto the internet, um, yeah, they should have expected it, but it was just about hyping up the crowd. And the other side is you want your employee to be that passionate about working for you. And he's passionate. I don't think AEW sent him out there to. No, uh, I don't either. I think he just said it off the riff. To like, say it. I think he just did it because he's a passionate guy. And the simple fact is we've mentioned it before. Uh, Eddie Kingston had to sell his wrestling gear at the beginning of the pandemic because he was an independent wrestler and lost all of his bookings and could not pay his rent. He was the he was one of the people that Braun Strowman's rant about independent guys not being able to to pay their bills and they should just give up and go someplace else. Eddie Kingston right. was that guy that right. Braun Strowman, that they put up a GoFundMe to help Eddie Kingston out because he couldn't pay his bills. And Braun Strowman's whole rant about that on Twitter was about Eddie Kingston. So, so why would Eddie Kingston not have bad feelings towards WWE? Because they stood by and let that happen. On top of it, AEW then came along, and not only did they offer him some booking during the pandemic, they gave him a full-time job. Contract. You know? Um, So, of course, he's going to have a lot of loyalty to AEW and a a bad taste in his mouth for WWE. So, um, because, again, it was a WWE-signed superstar who badmouthed the people who shared his GoFundMe because they were concerned about him. Um, I didn't realize it was actually his GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So um, now that being said, again, should he have said it? Probably not. No, I agree. It's it's a valid misdemeanor. I'm just putting some extra context into it, right? Because you know there there's some more meaning re- reasons behind it why he had that. So 
Okay, fair enough. I didn't realize it was his actual um, GoFundMe that Braun was talking about so long ago. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, um, I guess that adds a little bit more validity to why he was so pissed. But I, I don't know. It was still short-sighted in the sense yeah. that... It, in the end, the biggest thing is just the fact that it wasn't designed for anyone outside that arena at that time. Right. 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 It, was it was just a more hype of a thing guys for out. that. Yeah. yeah. Pump up these guys. Talk, you know, talk how great AEW wrestlers are and, and roll on. And the fact that it went viral. Now, if they'd have done it as the last thing we saw on a Dynamite... Um, you know, I, I would 100% be behind this being, I would have put this as a crime. Um, if it was live <laughs> on air on the last thing we saw on a live dynamite and JR's last thing that he would say would technically kind of maybe be okay. It would kind of have been more of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Amazing how well, we'll go happen. ahead and uh, we're going to kind of try to wrap things up here. So we're going to hit commendations. You guys got any commendations to talk about? I am going to give a commendation. So we our, our introduction said something about the uh, fans who endlessly nitpick. Um, fans, uh, great job with the nitpicking and noticing certain things that are that are valid and important, like Hangman Page's storyline. That's crazy. Um, yep. That's there. There is there is something to be said for having an audience who is as passionate as uh, wrestling fans are. Um, it is a blessing for us to be in the top half of podcast in the world, and all we talk about is professional wrestling. That is a really good sign for this industry um, that the fans are this passionate. Um, so my commendation is going to go to the fans in particular, um, some of the, the, the ones who endlessly nitpick or who, who discover certain things. Um, maybe they don't even discover it. Maybe the rest of us know it too. But at the end of the day, they have uh, brought it to it the forefront and, and, and said things about it. Um, there's value to that. There's value to having passionate fans. And uh, this industry has a bunch of them. So, oh yeah, yeah. fans <laughs> make the sport. Yes. Okay. So. JLB, any any commendations? Uh, not any that I could think of at the top of my head at the moment. No. Um, I don't have a ton of commendations. The biggest one uh, is actually it kind of goes in. <laughs> conjunction with a crime um i'm i'm gonna give a commendation to zelina vega for getting that money getting those ducats baby um you know uh she got released she could have it it she could have went and wallowed in in her problems and and whined about it she could have uh signed with any of the other wrestling companies out there and uh, she was able to negotiate whatever deal she got was uh, apparently good enough for her. Um, it does also um, it does also make it clearer why we didn't see uh, Al Alistair Black badmouth WWE after leaving, though, because it was a little weird. He got fired, and yet he's on Twitch talking about, well, you know, it's not WWE's fault, you know the 
the pandemic mm. and this and that and, and all this stuff. I don't blame them for this. And it's just kind of a shame. I was in the middle of this potential push and all. He even got to like play the music that he was supposed to use or something. And I'm like, I'm sure WWE owns the rights to that. <laughs> uh, but but in the end, it just makes a little bit more sense that he didn't want to badmouth WWE on that because his wife was renegotiating a new contract and he didn't That's want so to risk anything there. Um, yeah. And now that she's got the contract, he can probably be a little bit more free unless he's also negotiating a new contract, <coughs> which he very well might be. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them is trying to renegotiate a contract. Yeah, sure. Seems like WWE sure likes to uh, bring people back after they're fired right now. Mm -hmm. Well, there's definitely one person who's not going to get their contract back, and that's definitely Lana, because Lana was on Talk as Jericho oh, yeah. this week. L Lana did the exact opposite <laughs> of what we mentioned Alistair Black doing. Lana went out and aired all the dirty laundry. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> she talked about everything. She was... <clears throat> she was actually the interview that mentioned the Thunderdome being fake. That yep. was the one. Exactly. And uh, and all of this stuff and talked about uh, just everything. I, I can't even go down all of it. So, but she, yeah, she 100% threw, threw WWE to the wolves there. And, and uh, she's not going back, but that's fine. Uh, Miro's not going back. And, and I think she's going to be happier to be not with the company that fired her husband. Um, exactly. And whatever. I think she kind of alluded to, like, if she doesn't do WWE, she would like to maybe uh, AEW. Uh, sorry, JR Syndrome. Um, if she doesn't go to <laughs> AEW, she would like to, you know, do acting and she has other things in place and so on. So, uh -huh. you know, she's just happy where she is. She did mention she was teared up for a while and all that. And, of course, you know, it was a major shock. But Hey, here's the deal. They don't care. WWE yeah. doesn't really care. Yeah. Here's you know? the deal. Um, I think we've all worked shitty jobs. Um, and some of us have been fired from said shitty jobs. Um, and it doesn't matter how shitty the job is. It still um, is a punch to the gut when you get fired from a job. No matter sure. what. Right? You can hate the job all you want. Uh, but when they come in and they say, yeah, fuck off and go home. Wait, what? Excuse me, but, but, but I didn't look for a job yet. Damn it! But oh, that's that's another thing too. I probably I give a misdemeanor, 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 a misdemeanor to AEW. Well, I don't know if it's a mix between AEW and or T TNT for. Uh, basically, cutting in Vicky Guerrero's match on a commercial break. Literally, Vicky Guerrero gets into the ring. Oh, we're gonna go in pitcher and pitcher, and I'm like, no! I literally wanted to see Vicky Guerrero wrestle. That's I know one, that very, makes one of us. None of us wanted to see I Vicky Guerrero curious. wrestle. I was curious. I literally wanted to see that match for that. I and then, I don't bam, want to Vicky see Vicky Guerrero, Guerrero on my TV anymore. Well, it's gonna happen, and I wanted to see the match. And by golly, why would you picture? Why do you picture and picture in between a match, though? It's stupid. No one does. Anyone really watch the pitch and pitch and like, oh my god, cool! I still get to watch it. The commercials are so distracting. <coughs> so well, they are, but 
I'm I'm gonna bring up, and this was before you were on this uh, podcast, but we had entire episodes talking about how much we hated them just going to commercial during a, a thing, uh, during right. a match, and how we wished that they would do something like picture in a picture, that cutting to, oh, and good. we understand they have to take commercial breaks, and you know For back sure. in the the Monday Night Wars when wrestling had a little bit more power, Turner. You know, uh, Eric Bischoff could go to Turner and say, hey, listen, we don't want to take commercial breaks during this match. So can we have a little bit more leeway when we take commercial breaks? And they were able to do that. But now they don't have that sort of pull. They have to take the commercial breaks as scheduled. They're on a schedule with the local channels, right? Right. So they have to take the commercial breaks when they when they're scheduled, whether they're in the middle of a match or not. The fact that they were able to negotiate and and I'm going to point out. AEW negotiated picture in picture. And what did WWE immediately do? Negotiate picture in picture for for NXT. Um, and they started doing it on NXT as well. Because the way they were handling it on on Raw was to have two out of three falls on a yep. regular basis. It happened for about a month and a half. Yep. Right. Instead of going to picture in picture, they would just have a match that was designed to end quickly. Uh, in some sort of schmas of something. Right. Um, and then they'd come back and they'd say, well, this has been turned into two out of three falls match. Uh, right. I or whatever. That. So, yeah. so um, I'll take picture in picture over that. I'll I'll be the first to admit, if I'm behind on an episode of, of something, you know, if I had to work till seven, so I get home at 730, I'm, I'm 30 minutes behind on AEW um, or whatever. I'll fast forward through some of the picture in picture. I'll be the first to admit that, but I I prefer to have it over being in the middle of a match and just going to a commercial break. The other thing is that's a gift to the advertisers because when you have competitive shows and we did this all the time when the Monday night wars were going on, you Mm -hmm. switch and you go, I wonder what stone cold's doing. Yeah, picture in picture is about trying to hold people on that channel so they don't switch over to one of the other channels, right? So they don't switch over to see what's happening in the MLB game on on whatever channel on CBS at the time. Do you guys always get picture in picture for each commercial break? No. Not not everyone, uh, but a lot okay, of AEW does we, a lot we, of them on. So, yeah. Okay. AEW, I just thought it was a maybe a Canadian thing. AEW does okay. more of them than uh, other ones did. I think it's it's one or two breaks per hour they do com- uh, picture in picture, but they only okay. do picture in picture when it's a break that happens during a match. If it happens in between matches, they don't do picture in picture. They just go straight to the commercial break. Um, okay. I thought it was just maybe a Canadian thing or something. So I'm like, why did you guys just say picture in picture and it's like a regular commercial break? What's going on here? Yeah. But okay. Yeah, AEW does it. But again, WWE was not doing that until AEW came along and AEW started doing it in their show and NXT immediately started doing it. Um, Right. Before they were doing picture in picture and before they were doing two out of three falls matches and stuff like that, it was set up where if you if you went to a live show, uh, you knew exactly when they went to commercial break because the live wrestling basically stopped. stopped. It didn't right. stop, stop. They would go into a rest hold, right? right? And so, you know, you'd be watching along and suddenly Sasha Banks would put 
you know, Alexa Bliss in a in a you know sleeper hold, and and that would sit that way for three minutes, and then right, right before the commercial break ended, Alexa Bliss would fight out of the rest hold, and and then they'd come back and they'd be fighting again. Um, and so the picture in picture means the wrestling continues. And so for live crowds, it's a better deal. Right. Um, for sure. It's like, it's like, I don't, I don't know if you, you know, you're not uh, a, a football fan. Um, uh, American football. If you go to a, a game that's televised, it can be absolutely arduous because they take TV timeouts whenever they do a commercial right. break. Right. And that means like, Five minutes of just standing there, waiting for the game to start again because they're oh, yeah. S- same thing. Same thing with hockey, though. Mm-hmm. If they're like just finished something, they took a timeout or whatever, commercial break. So, yeah, it's the same. I, it's the same thing for the hockey too. But I, I imagine football uh, is probably a uh, lot longer. F- football, it's a lot longer and it's a lot more often because there's there's breaks in play in football. Change right, of possession. Exactly. They'll take a TV timeout. It's not right. just when one of the teams takes a timeout. They throw in extra timeouts for TV breaks. Right. Um, so, but that's uh, beside the point here. Um, but no, no I'm fair. my only commendation was was Zelina Vega for getting them ducats. That's that's all I really had. So, um, so on that note, we will end the commendations. We will uh, start to wrap things up for this show. Um, so if you joined us for the live stream, thanks for joining us. If you didn't, uh, shame on you to this, shame on you. But if you didn't and are listening to this on our podcast, uh, audio page or watching the replays, thanks for joining us in retrospect. Make sure to check out all of the links in the doobly doos, right? There's going to be links to our merch store, our Patreon, all of our social medias. We'll talk about them in a second here. Um, there's going to be uh, an affiliate link for StreamYard, what we use to host our stream. Uh, so if you want to do a live stream like us, you can sign up for StreamYard using that. It helps us out as a channel and helps you out uh, to save a little bit there on StreamYard. So uh, great there. There's going to be a link to Tatnus in the doobly-doos as well. So, But you can also follow us on the social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU on pretty much any of the social medias, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me there. You can follow DA Fabe at Vincent <laughs> Yep, at the... It's homemade ice cream. Sorry, <laughs> DA Vincent K Fabe. Um, also, you can get merch if you've killed if you slayed a mythological creature. On our yeah. spreadsheet store, so yeah, yeah, you have to find it first. It's buried. Um, and you can follow JLB at JLB four twenty. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio eight anchor.fm slash RTR. Um, doing a lot more stuff. I'm probably gonna be doing a lot more food reviews. Technically, I'm gonna get into uh whole food review thing i'm eating a lot more junk food so i figured why not review some said junk food uh but yeah gonna be doing a little bit of trying gonna be trying new stuff and so on school is dunskies for the meantime so i'll uh, definitely be more active so anchor.fm slash rtr is where you can certainly find all of uh 
the episodes that do come out on your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever have you. And uh, yeah, that's it, good sir. Back to you guys. Um, you you can also follow the Macho Cam at. Oh, you don't have social media, um, but he's right there. You, you can Ooh, review this brother. Birthday, ho- Ooh, homemade brother, birthday yeah. cake ice cream, uh-huh, brother man. Snaps. Um, and uh, just really quickly talking about your food reviews, your junk food reviews. I have to say that um, a um, I'm disappointed in the poor score you gave the Grande Big Mac. And have you B, tried it? I'm angry. I'm angry because it's not available at the McDonald's near me. Oh, dirty. Honestly, look, I love Big Mac. Big Mac in itself would probably get a 4.5 out of 5. Grand Big Mac is a marketing scam and it's stupid. So that's why it gets 3 out of 5. Because It I'd is exactly what it idea. says it is. It is a bigger Big Mac. No, you might as well make <laughs> it a quarter pounder or something. Because you're technically... oh. I just also realized, fun little fact, I don't know, maybe this might be a States thing too. Regular Big Mac, 500 calories. Double Big Mac, 730 calories. For some stupid reason, the Grand Big Mac is 850 calories. I have no idea how the Grand Big Mac is bigger than the Double Quarter Pounder when the Double Quarter Pounder, uh, the Double Big Mac technically has more meats. Wait, there's a double Big Mac? Yeah, see, we don't even oh, have yeah. double Big Macs here. We have the oh, regular really? Big Mac, okay. which is two things, and we've got the well, we don't have the Grand Big Mac, but I, I even tried to look it up and it just says uh two extra big patties of all Canadian beef. And I'm like, ah, you fuckers. You're well, Canadian keep... beef. It's they only used in to have Canada, the though? Mega Map. They they used to have the Mega Mac. Yeah. Honestly, guys, you're not missing much. If you guys were closer, like if you were like in Detroit or something, maybe I'd uh, swing on by and bring a bunch. But uh, uh, all, you know. all I'm saying is, a it's a Big Mac, but more. That no, it sounds like an American thing. Yeah, that it, but that just makes it better, right? If someone no, came to the, me and said the meat hey, is technically flatter. Doesn't matter. Then your it's regular more. size, it matters. It's not more. But it's more. It's more. But it's... If someone came to me and said, hey, by the way, Hardy's just launched a Grand Monster Burger, I would be like, I'm all in. That's fair. Give me that. Give me that. That gets a 10 out of 10. Um, yo, Hey, Wendy's just announced a double Baconator. A super oh, Baconator. Sure. I'd be That's like, fine. I'm in. What? And if they would have maybe have stacked it like a Big Mac is and made it crazy like that, cool. I'm all in, bro. But at the end of the day, you didn't really change anything. You made the patties a little bit bigger. Although it's not even a quarter pounder patty. It's still the regular shitty patties that they give you. Just they literally just got it flattened bigger and that's it. No bueno. Not good. No point. It's still slightly more meat. Which then gives more room for more mac sauce and more cheese, which adds up to more calories. Yes, as alluded to, it's eight hundred fifty calories. And and the reason. simple fact and the simple fact is, more mac sauce is the is the key. It's not about more meat on a Big Mac. It's about more mac sauce. No, that's right. Do you guys not have mac sauce available out down there to buy, um, like at a store? No, 
No? You guys oh, have snack. mac sauce at stores? You can just yeah. buy mac sauce? Hold on. Hold on. I'll show it to you. Fucking Canada. Why do they get the cool shit? Yeah, seriously. Fucking, fucking, we, I, I saw, um, Epic Mealtime once wanted more Mac sauce. And so they went in and they said, what's the largest, uh, so, I mean, it's not like by McDonald's kind of thing, but it's by Hellman's and it literally tastes just like the big Mac sauce. And it's called Mac sauce. It's called burger sauce classic. So they don't, our secret burger sauce, blah, blah, blah. So maybe it's not the exact McDonald's one, but honestly, it's pretty freaking close. It's like. Well, I've never looked for knockoff Mac sauce because I want real Mac sauce. No, that's um, fair. I don't know if they actually. I I've spoken like, like a true American. I am buying no fake Mac sauce. Yeah, it didn't give me none of that <laughs> fake Mac sauce. If I wanted Thousand Island, I'd just buy Thousand Island. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we need gotta, to get maybe... JLB down here to Nebraska so we can introduce him to Dorothy Lynch, though. That would be horrible on a burger. It would be pretty bad on a burger. But... <laughs> it's it's the official dressing of Nebraska. What's Dorothy Lynch? It's a dressing, spicy sweet French dressing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't sound good. That sounds good for your fries, maybe. Yeah, it probably wouldn't Not be great on a burger. burger. Although I bet you someplace in Nebraska there's a Dorothy Lynch burger. That'd be good for your like chicken. If burger. there isn't, one of our fans watches this. I'm sure that they'll make it. But um, yeah, we need to get JLB to Nebraska so we can do a have him do Dorothy Lynch, have him do a Runza, and have him do uh, <laughs> chili and homemade cinnamon birthday. roll. Homemade birthday cake ice cream. Chili no, and no. cinnamon roll? Chili and cinnamon roll. Come on, Fabe. You got to back me up on the chili and cinnamon roll. Hell yeah. Like it's hot sauce, hot spiced cinnamon roll? is Nope. It is nope. chili and cinnamon roll. So you've got a bowl of chili, oh, okay. like a bowl of chili. And, and cinnamon rolls. You eat them together. It's a Nebraska thing. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it's legitimately just a Nebraska thing too. I don't think. Yeah, like, it might just be that's Wisconsin. Stupid. Wisconsin likes to claim <laughs> a lot of Nebraska things, but no. Yeah, interesting. Okay. It is a Nebraska thing, and so is the Runza. Although it's really it's it's effectively a hot pocket, but we're not going to get into that. You need to try a Runza sometime. It's we need to get like JLB. It's effectively a hot pocket. That's not. It just isn't cooked in a sleeve. It's not a hot pocket. What is a hot, hot pocket? Po hot pockets don't come with cabbage, okay, bud? You can get hot pockets with cabbage in it. You can get all dressed hot pockets. It's, it's a, a thing. It is a thing. It's effectively a hot pocket. Guys, we what definitely got to do a podcast, a vlog cast on uh, like... Uh, Trying different various foods. The 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 essentials of a hot pocket is it's it's um, meat stuffed in bread. It can have meat and other stuff. I, you can get cheeseburger hot pockets that have pickles in it. You can get all that, but it's the essentials are the meat stuffed in bread, and that's essentially what a runza is. Like it's guys, a loose meat sandwich stuffed in bread. 
Okay. But on like, that we, note, we will go ahead and close so this book, wrestling booking unit out. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Smarks isn't going to let us talk in the comments. Yeah, the, 